Hello, beautiful people. It is, oh my God, Tom Brady's back in the NFL, and everybody's getting paid Monday, March 14th. This show begins now. Yeah. Can't thank you enough for joining us here at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show in the comments right now. I believe pinned to the top or shortly being pinned to the top. We have our bracket bonanza 2.0. Come and join us. Perfect bracket wins a million bucks. Whoa. Whoa. Shit. There will be asterisks. <laughs> On that, obviously. Okay, of course. Uh, winner of the overall bracket, Bonanza 2.0, will win one Bitcoin. Whoa. Okay. Second place will win a lunch with Mitt. Okay. Wow. Oh. And a signed Baby Duke by all the boys. Third place wins just a signed Baby Duke by myself and all the boys. Uh, the bracket Bonanza last year was a blast. This year, 2.0, only getting bigger and better. Hopefully, come join us. You're the best. Now, let's dive into what today is. Today is the kickoff of the legal tampering period in the NFL's free agency. A lot of players are about to get announced for being paid today. You might see some new homes. You might see some extensions. You'll see a lot of salary cap gymnastics happening. When you see the guaranteed cash, will that be a signing bonus so they can kick the rest all the way down the road? There's some teams still in trouble. They have to figure it out by Wednesday. It is a massive time in the NFL. And that is, you know, something that'll pivot us right into the conversation of the day for most shows in the sports world. Mm -hmm. The greatest of all time has come back after a 40-day hiatus, mm -hmm. a 40-day trip with uh, life as a retired human. Tom Brady has decided, get me the fuck back <laughs> into some sort of goal-oriented business. After he watched Cristiano Ronaldo, just one game removed from being benched Whoa, interesting. for Manchester United, yeah. score a hat-trick and then meet him afterwards, we saw a photo hit the internet of Tom watching from the stands. There there's a man who's saying, I fucking hate this. <laughs> Not the soccer game itself. I assume he appreciates and respects great athletes doing their thing. But sitting around all these people, probably a bit boozed up, in awe of what's going on on the field. Then he sees Cristiano Ronaldo, who I don't know if he was friends with before. I'd assume they know each other pretty well. Go out and dominate at the age of 37. Put on a show. Kind of display all the hard work that Cristiano puts on behind the scenes for that moment for all those people to go crazy. Tom Brady sitting amongst the people who are going crazy. My time in the stands will come, he actually said. Yeah. I'm supposed to still be out there. Mm -hmm. These drunks have no fucking idea what they're talking about. And I am nowhere near this stage of my life yet. Yeah, there was a parent-teacher conference on Friday that was a bit interesting because we ended up playing rock, paper, scissors against each other. Oh. And yeah, you know, doing the laundry and taking the groceries in and everything, that's a lot of fun. But what the hell am I trying to dominate today? Why am I eating avocado ice cream still? What is is this stretch routine still happening for I'm retired no I'm not and remember just three days after his uh, retirement was announced there was a little bit of rumblings because his let's fucking go podcast with Jim Gray on Sirius XM which should not cause enough ripple effects I don't think mm -mm. Through the year, maybe they'll, hey, maybe they'll. Yeah, next year. Maybe next year that, but yeah. in that one, he basically, it didn't sound like, oh, that guy's retired. The conversation about Tom Brady not actually being retired 
happened immediately after Tom Brady announced he was retired. Everybody just assumed that that burning competitive desire would drive him back to the field. And then none of his words were like, yeah, I fucking hate football. I'm done with football. It just felt like he was going to be back. I'm happy for it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Now, a lot of people are questioning, you know, what, the, what was this even all about then? Did he really ever really want to be retired or... Mm. What's all this other shit for? Is this a bigger play? Oh, he's trying to get to San Francisco so he can go play for the team that he loved growing up as a child. Who knows what the case is? What I do know is the game's better when Tom's playing, excited that he's here. I thought he was maybe going to go to the booth or some other business uh, and dominate. I assume he'll do both of those at some point in his life. He's back playing football for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who were able to keep Ryan Jensen off the market. They were able to keep a couple other plays. Let's assume Gronk is going to go back there. They did lose. An offensive lineman, Ke- Kappa, Kappa yeah. guard is going to the Cincinnati Bengals, and that is what today will bring. So Tom saying yesterday he's going back to Tampa Bay was, I think, you know, in hopes of keeping people out of this legal tampering period because they have a lot of un- unrestricted free agents as starters down there. He had to give the bird call to everybody. Hey, you're probably already thinking about what your deal's going to be at the next place. Just want to let you know, I'm coming back. We can run this back one more again if you'd like to. And that's what Tampa has to figure out. But there's going to be a lot of people on the move today. You know, Derwin James uh-huh. tweeted out eyeballs already. Does that mean the Chargers have already signed J.C. Jackson? There's big names. There's a lot of names. I can't wait for today. Feels like as the show goes, news is just going to continue to break. A uh, AJ Hawk is skiing in the mountains. Oh, really? That's real. I don't know. Somewhere left. He's going like where? Out west. Oh, okay. One of the nice, yeah. nice mountains out yeah. there. Yeah, a little break, I guess, for him and his family. Dan Orlovsky will join us at 105. Dan-O. The authority, the guru on quarterbacks on ESPN yep. will join us. And Jeff Goodman in the third hour to talk about the madness of March. Hell yeah. In our bracket bonanza. Can't wait to chat with him. Today should be a big day. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. A little bittersweet as a Packers fan because everyone else is getting excited about, hey, who who might we bring bring in? Who's going to get money? What guys are we going to make, uh, you know, like a new part of our team? Packers are on the opposite side of that. They're basically just going to, you know, a lot of these guys who have been key contributors are getting cut. They're still trying to get under the cap. So it is, I mean, it is what it is, but we'll see. You know, and then you hear Devontae's not happy. He's not going to play on the franchise tag. Ooh. That's okay, though. I'm assuming that'll all get worked out. But it is a very exciting day, and still kind of I'm very curious about when Rodgers' actual deal comes in and what that means, how they're going to get under the cap, and if they are going to be able to go get it because now now they have a couple holes that they definitely need to fill. Zadarius Smith, he is gone yep. from the Packers. Mm-hmm. That was a conversation. It saves them a lot of money off yep. the cap, which is something they had to do, and he was injured last year. Preston Smith, though, gets a new deal right. with the Green Bay Packers, so there's still some stuff cooking, but you're right. The flip side to everybody getting signed is people getting uh, cut and let go as mm-hmm. well. At Boston Connor, J.C. Jackson, gone. Yeah. Don't oh. need him. The guy is a ball <laughs> hawk, wanted to be a Patriot forever, young still, mm-hmm. has a lot of prime football left in oh, his. Yeah. Oh, He's yeah. gone. Anybody else that you think we should be looking at around the NFL, big-time names that we could see with new homes like J.C. Jackson getting the fuck out of New England? Uh, I think Devontae is on the table. I mean, if he doesn't want to you know, <laughs> sign the franchise, 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 franchise but if he's not going to sign it, he might just you know either sit out a year or say, <laughs> hey, look, trade me for a, you know, a fifth and a sixth-round pick All like Amari right. Cooper, okay? Because I can't right. do this tag anymore. I wasn't playing on getting at what has happened before because there's a lot that's going to happen today. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Amari Cooper went for a fucking washing <laughs> machine. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Hey, this is Jackie Moon. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, whenever I heard that Kentucky needed a, a new uh, washer and dryer, I couldn't help but pull the trigger. We got Ed Monix on the fucking team. <laughs> Boom. What happened? Swapping sixth-round picks, just a fifth-rounder for Amari Cooper? If you're a team that is needing a weapon, you know, for some time, uh-huh. yeah. no matter who's playing quarterback. Sure. Has money. And has a lot of money. What happened? How did this take place? Everybody's talking about... <laughs> Bless you. Everybody's talking about Amari Cooper being upset about this entire thing going from Dallas yeah. to Cleveland. Who knows what's going on with Jarvis? There's a lot of conversations there. Who's going on with Baker? Yeah. There's a lot of conversations there. But what about like the Colts mm. and any other team? What happened? Well, how is this all taking place? There's no way Amari Cooper is just worth a fifth round pick. Some shit really confuses me out here. Yeah, that, that is absurd. He would immediately make any team he goes to better. I think the worst part for him, aside from having to live in Cleveland now, is that as soon as he gets shipped out, they give Michael Gallup a five-year, $63 million deal. So yeah, that's like, a little wild. Uh, hey, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Amari, you know what? You were good for us, but this Michael Gallup guy who just tore his knee up, he's going to come back next year, and he's going to be unbelievable. So why don't you get out of town, go play with Baker, for, or maybe Baker, because yeah. all of a sudden Cleveland's trying to jump in on Deshaun Watson too. It'd be cool think, to see him go somewhere today. I think a lot of people are probably in on Deshaun yeah. Watson after yeah. he is not indicted by the grand jury. And the law people on the internet told us grand juries indict ham sandwiches. Ham right. sandwiches. Hey, we need to dig in more. The fact that they didn't, I would assume for Deshaun Watson, by the way, Deshaun Watson has proclaimed his innocence yep. this entire time. There has been numerous uh, allegations that there's potential sediments happening, and it felt like every time Deshaun was the one loudest about, uh, no, I'm not doing that, and I would like to settle in there. So this grand jury not indicting him, although it does not mean he is innocent, which the internet has told uh, anybody that broke the news about right. it. I feel like the NFL is viewing that as... Okay, so there was an opportunity to investigate. They interrogated. They asked. They said, nah, we're not going to do it. I heard that they would indict a ham sandwich if they could. They're not doing that to Deshaun Watson. He's good enough to be our fucking quarterback. Uh What do they want? They want three ones? Uh, And some players? You got it. How many more uh, years do we have left in the NFL? Probably another 100 years, sir. Cool. Tell them we will send them 80 ones if they would like. (laughs) That is how some teams are in desperation of a quarterback, Mm -hmm. let alone a quarterback if Deshaun Watson is anywhere near what he used to be like Mm -hmm. on the football field. After a, I would assume this year has been. Yeah. I mean, that's a tough, mentally, I'd assume. Physically, Mm -hmm. he wasn't really working out, I don't think, with the team or anything like that. Everybody just assumes he'll be able to come back, maybe even better than ever, because there's a lot of, hey, fuck yous to to prove out there. There's going to be teams lining up. Allegedly, Deshaun Watson's meeting with the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Mm -hmm. Saints today, I believe, or yesterday, to decide whether or not he would waive his no-trade clause to go to those two places. I like that Deshaun Watson's like, I'd like to meet these people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'd like to meet these people and see if I'd like to. And he knows, and I'd assume that Mulligata, his agent, is letting him know, hey, these aren't the only two teams that are interested. I don't know if you had heard about anything else, but like Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson, they were all going to be up. There was like 10 different teams that were in the race. Let's assume because you were found, what, is that innocent from the grand jury? I mean, I, I think so, right? They're not, they're not pressing any charges. Was there wasn't mean- enough evidence to move forward to a trial. So no charges were filed. No criminal, criminal charges, charges were filed. Yes. 
So that happens. All these teams are going to be all in on you. Yeah. So what do the Texans do? How do they feel about this? They're moving on with Dougie Davis yep. Mills. Mm -hmm. But they're sitting in a very, very good spot there. There's no way Colts will be able to get them. Same no. division. There's no. no chance. No no way. Plus, I mean, Same Gardner Minshew is coming up through the pipeline. You guys are going to have him for the next 15 years. Man. That's a real conversation that's happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It is a couple times. Lot. Feed me Gardner, dude. Uh, I, th I thought we didn't want any more goofballs at quarterback. Like <laughs> Gardner's not, not a goofball. A goofball. What? Gardner loves ball. Absolutely. Loves goofball loves ball. <laughs> okay. Two different things I've ever said. Gardner and Flint come to Indiana. Leather jackets doing their thing. Hell, yeah. yeah. A lot of people talking about Gardner Minshew coming to the Colts. I don't care as long as they don't check out her runs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's all you need right to now. Jonathan Taylor. Now, Need Jonathan Taylor to continue to come back healthy and very strong, but what happened, dude? I don't what? know. It's kind of awesome uh, from an outside perspective just because, man, said? the Colts <laughs> are so sweet to watch them have all this money damn near every year. And instead of going out and getting one of these guys that they easily could decide, you know what, fuck it, we need to pay our backup, you know, left tackle. We need to pay our, our third wide receiver. We right. need to do all these other things except take care of the most important position. Well, hey, well, not in that, but like Amari Cooper, like how is he not a Colt right sure. now? Yeah. How is Amari Cooper not a Colt right now? Like that's a real question. Is there a... Is there some sort of thing that I'm not understanding? Did Amari Cooper say, send me to Cleveland, not to Indianapolis? <laughs> I don't understand. Fifth-round pick. All right, dude, we might be able to get, like, a, a good teamer in there. Yeah. I agree. Ballard's a good drafter. Fucking Amari's good, too. Yeah. He's a very good Hey, Chris player. Ballard, you got Amari Cooper for a fifth-round pick. You're a you Steel. drafted Amari in the fifth round. Yeah. You're the greatest draft GM of all time. Is he stinking football? Why, how did Amari Cooper not end up in an Indianapolis Colt as of this weekend? What the fuck did I miss? Have I missed something? I thought the colors matched really well going yeah. from yeah. Dallas to Indy. The stadiums matched really well. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, it seemed perfect. I mean, there's just a couple ripple effects here. Like, so is that, you know, you, you hear Schrager say, like, Matthew Stafford wanted to come to the Colts. The Colts just wouldn't go all in for Matthew Stafford. Yeah. And then, like, two years ago, Tom Brady wanted to come. The Colts said, no, nah, we're uh -huh. moving on from that. Phil Rivers. And then, Phil Rivers. Phil Rivers is a hell of a player. He is. He is. Yeah, he he is. is. Phil Rivers is a hell of a player. <laughs> he is. Well, and Tom Brady, Tom Brady's Brady. available. Yeah, he's pretty and then good. now Amari Cooper's for a fifth rounder. Russell Wilson won for, what, a couple, a couple picks that could have mm -hmm. easily been forked over, even though we don't have one this year. Uh -huh. I will give you our next two ones. Two twos. They still feel like they got a good deal over there in Seattle. They did not. Nope. And we get Russell Wilson a quarterback uh -huh. with this team that is ready to go. Now, did Sierra and Russell not want to come to Indianapolis? Maybe that's a whole part of it. We don't know the ins and outs, but sounds like Amari Cooper was cool with whatever. What, what's going on? Especially when you have all that cap space. Like, it, it's not like you can't fall back on the excuse like, well, you know, the price tag that comes with it. It's like, hey, you have a very clear need that you need a number one wide receiver. He fills that void. You have a shitload of money. Dude? Why don't we have Amari Cooper on our team right now? Do you think they'll get aggressive now and kind of be like, Get oh, aggressive oh, when? Well, I don't know. <laughs> maybe they spend $60 million today. What if you get Allen Robinson? All right, Allen uh -huh. Robinson, pretty good. Allen Robinson, pretty good at the football. I'd yeah. love to have Allen Robinson. You're probably going to have to pay him. Somebody oh, got paid! Oh, oh, oh. Somebody got paid! Woo.
They left all the microphones on in the back room, so we actually heard Foxy say it'd probably be a good time to do this. <laughs> Sounds like all hell is breaking loose in the back. Somebody got paid here on this legal tampering Monday. Miami Dolphins and running back Chase Edmonds oh. have reached an agreement on a two-year deal worth $12.6 million, including $6.1 million guaranteed per his agent, Drew Rosenhaus. The former Cardinals running back is headed to Miami. Congratulations, Chase. Hey, baby, Chase. Also, congratulations to the Dolphins, who not only signed him, but they also signed uh, Campbell Ogba. Emmanuel. Emmanuel Ogba. Uh, Emmanuel Ogba, defensive end. They signed him to like $30 million. Mm -hmm. The Dolphins are wheeling and dealing. Mike McDaniel's down there. We get good players. Win games. We win games. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I fucking love that guy. Yeah. So the Miami Dolphins are getting there. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. The legal tampering period has begun. Pittsburgh Steelers ain't going to do nothing, huh, Tone Diggs? What teams are just going to sit back and watch? Well, normally this day stinks for me because the Steelers, like the Packers, normally just sit back and watch, and then they pick up their guys second, third, fourth day of free agency. But that's because normally they're around like $5 million under the cap, $5 million over the cap. They're $30 million under the cap. So they do have some money to play with this season. I would love to see them uh, make the O-line a little bit better. Oh, okay. 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 a lot like of people trying to do that. Yeah, let's, let's sure up the O-line. Maybe get a quarterback today. Like, I mean, today, let's actually, if you got money, let's be players. Yeah, let, why not get into the game? It's actually an exciting day for you. I'm, ex- I'm looking forward to it. I'm sure I'll be crushed by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Well, this first hour is supposed to be pretty active. We have no guests. We're just kind of sitting around on Pi Day, keeping an eye to the legal tampering period. Interesting, because tampering is an illegal word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's legal tampering period. Correct. Huh. Why does the NFL just allow it just to be like? Good question. Hey, Monday is. Started today. Yeah. This is a contract announcement period. Yeah. And then Wednesday is the official league year, whatever they want to do. I don't know why. It, it, it's almost like it used to be something that wasn't really talked about publicly, and now it's just become so naturally known. Right. Especially when, like, guys, what, technically, yeah, that's. This is fucking <laughs> a gas leak or something. Well, I don't know. Is there something being sawed down? Guys sign? technically can't sign until Wednesday, right? Uh, I believe it doesn't come official till Wednesday. Okay, yeah. right. So they can sign today, but it doesn't become official till Wednesday. But if you can do all your business today, and it seems like most teams, at least for marquee free agents, do do all their business today, yeah, why don't they just make today the start of free agency? It doesn't matter. We'll just treat it as such. Let's bounce through some things that have happened. Tom Brady's back. He went and watched Cristiano Ronaldo score three goals and said, you know what? I ain't sitting in the mm-hmm. crowd no more. Hated being with his family. Hated mm-hmm. Hated watching alongside these drunk hooligans over there in England. <laughs> wanted to get back in there. Wanted to compete. Wanted to house avocado ice cream for a purpose. All of a sudden, and pliability and everything like that. I'm excited for Tom. Hey, baby Tom. Good luck, baby Tom. Tom. Uh, Devontae Adams has informed the Packers that he won't play on a franchise tag. Oh, Uh-oh. No. oh, you guys franchise tag me. Funny, funny, funny. I'm not doing it. How about that? Mm. So this is a fascinating little situation here because the franchise tag is normally the average of the top five salaries at your position. 
or it's 120% of your contract from the year before. The reason why I had not heard about that until Devontae Adams is because the people that get franchise tagged, Norma Young haven't made any money yet. Devontae Adams at this point is probably like, excuse me, fuck you. I'm a veteran. Yeah. I've been around. I'm the best in the game. You need to pay me because I don't know how many more of these opportunities are going to be showing up. So 120% of his last year's contract, he was going to end up going to be making $20 million just for next year, but no long-term stability, no long-term anything. And now that the Packers have Aaron back with no announcement of what his contract is, although we were told it would be a cap-friendly deal right. from our source, says they're going to make some plays. Get rid of Zedarius, sign Preston. Devontae's not happy. I assume they got it all under control and figured out over there. But this is the first player who has openly said, nah, I'm not signing it. I'm not doing it. Even, even though he has really no other options by the legalities of what the NFL has in place. Right, and I would imagine that they will get something done by July. But if anyone has a gripe, it is him. Because like you said, he's... He's been one of the best receivers in the NFL for several years now, and he still never really got that big money deal. He's kind of taken a hometown discount to stay with the Packers and keep playing with Rodgers. So, like, it makes perfect sense that he's like, "Hey, this is bullshit." Like, I've I've kind of I've helped you guys out quite a few times here. It's time that I get broken off, but I'm fully confident that they will get something done by July. So who knows what's going to happen with Devontae. Another wide receiver. There's some breaking news. Jarvis Landry has been released from the Cleveland Browns. Adam Schefter is reporting that Browns wide receiver Jarvis Landry is now available as a free agent. Amari Cooper arriving, Landry departing. Now Jarvis, obviously, a pillar for that Cleveland Brown team. Whenever Hard Knocks was on, there's that speech he gave in the wide receiver room about everybody needing to fucking figure out how to be adults, yeah. pretty much. Mm -hmm. Worked hard, played through injuries, was always super passionate. Obviously, Odell Beckham Jr., his college roommate, came to town, then left, kept nothing but love. Had no idea what was going to go on with Jarvis Landry. Contract talks started getting loud out there, both from Jarvis and from people around. They move on from Jarvis, who's... Going to have, hey, come on over to Indianapolis. Yeah, okay. There you go. Jarvis is probably going to have a pretty good market. And now what will Cleveland do offensively? Two great running backs, Amari Cooper, mm -hmm. a hell of an offensive line. Baker Mayfield, which I guess there's yeah. conversations taking place. Uh -oh. They're allegedly also potentially investigating. And I have to say, allegedly, potentially, all of those things, because who knows what's real and what isn't anymore. They're allegedly thinking about potentially looking into Deshaun Watson. Mm -hmm. But who isn't, I think think is probably the real reporting in there. Jarvis is now on the streets. Yeah, and Kenny Moore tweeted yesterday, hold on, let me text Jarvis. So if anything, oh. the Colts should be right there in the Jarvis Landry sweepstakes, a little veteran to, you know, maybe show Michael Pittman, hey, when you get a screen and you, and, you know, you need, you know, 70, six, yards. six yards, why don't you just, you know, put your hand on the ground maybe, get those extra yards, help everybody out. Jarvis would be per perfect in Indianapolis, but they got to pay Zach Pascal still, I think. So All right. <laughs> You're <laughs> All right, that goes back to your point that they don't pay anybody. Ari Mirov at My Sports Update. The Browns are releasing wide receiver Jarvis Landry, saving $14.8 million in cap space in four seasons. He has 288 catches, 3,560 yards, and 19 TDs. They get injured a little bit, but he's a dog. Will dog. do anything, can throw the rock, will take screens. He's a running back, absolute stud. $14.8 million off the uh, cap for Cleveland. I can't wait to see where he ends up. Uh, Rap is reporting or 
that the Chiefs and the Bills are early teams to watch for Jarvis to go there. I believe those teams are also in line for Juju mm-hmm. as well. So those teams are looking for wide receiver help. Ian Rappaport saying the Bills and Chiefs are two teams to watch. Hmm. I mean, Cole Beasley out of the Bills, right? Yeah. They, they came to yeah. an agreement where they can potentially move along. So the Bills are looking for weapons. The Chiefs are always looking for weapons. Seems like they're winning all the time. Yeah. yeah. Can somebody else just not look at what they're doing and say, oh, maybe we should think about doing what they're doing? Doesn't seem fair, does it? Oh, those two teams win. Well, they also have quarterbacks. All right. So re- Listen, I know you're just talking about the Colts, but I'm talking about all <laughs> yeah. teams. No, no, no. Me too. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about all teams. No, it works the same way. I think like a lot of teams like Carolina, even New Orleans, wouldn't you think that those guys or those teams, unless obviously one of them gets Watson, not many receivers are going to want to go there and play because they don't know who's going to be throwing the ball. The Saints are still like 30-some million over, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. That's before they pick uh, up Deshaun. I, they, I know they're doing a bunch to move it, and we have been steadfast on the fact that the salary cap means – Shit. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever. The way you can align contracts now and set them up to kind of take one year's hit and separate it over five years with voidable years and on the back end, there's all you have to catch it catches up to you when it catches up to you. And what everybody's saying is that the Saints are now at the point where the can that they've kicked down the road is currently the roadblock for them to continue to move and have to figure it out. I don't know how Deshaun Watson would I don't know how that would work out there. Why would you want to go there? I hear you. And uh, Saints are down to six, but I mean, congratulations! What, wow, Deshaun's what thirty million this year, or something like that. Cap hit. So then they'll have to keep moving, but the, yeah, I mean, it doesn't. I guess they just start kicking a can down the road. Yeah, yeah, yeah just their, keep going. Yeah, just Cam Jordan moved his all to signing bonus, I, I believe, last mm-hmm. week. Yeah, everyone did. Like every all, you've seen on the reports come in on guys that have restructured their contracts with them, and it's all the star players. I don't know if they have any more left or. Hey, by the way, that I think that means that it's definitely a long-term team too, though. Yeah. Because the only way that you end up getting fucked, I guess, is if somebody retires or wants to move on. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because you're kind of Ponzi scheming the money. You're just kind of shell gaming it. You're just moving it into different places. And then once one person is eliminated from that, it's like, oh, we have to, now we have to deal with this right. one. And then they just have to kind of figure out how to smoke and mirrors it, smoke and mirrors it. And then once one leaves the game, oh, now we got to figure out for that. I guess they've been able to do it, yeah. though. I guess they've been able to do it. The team automatically gets better. Oh. Somebody got paid here on March 14th, 2022. Pi Day, also the first day of the legal tampering period. Cardinals are giving running back James Conner a three-year, $21 million deal that could grow to a maximum of $25.5 million and includes $13.5 million fully guaranteed per source, says Adam Schefter. So Chase Edmonds just signed elsewhere. Mm-hmm. James Conner now getting three years, 21 mil. Quick math, seven mil per year with another four and a half in incentives. Excited to see what the incentive base are. The Cardinals have continued to pay people. Mm-hmm. They just got everybody last offseason. Mm-hmm. Then they just... Cliff Kingsbury, Steve Kime get paid. James Conner's getting paid now. I wonder what Kyler Murray's social media looks like today. Yeah. Let's keep all eyes on that. <laughs> well, in that deal, too, they were talking about Rodgers resaying the market. Kyler's going to end up resaying the market. And, like, the kicking the can down the road, don't you think a lot of these deals, like, even that for James Carr is pretty big, but they're going to be massive deals, right? Because if they, you know, they know the cap's going to go up the next five years probably, $20 million each Eric year. Eric Burkhart knows that. Eric yes. Burkhart knows it. He can't. Chazes, Chazes. Right. Chazes, Chazes. Excuse me. Chazes, Chazes. 
but he knows it's going up. Mm -hmm. So when he's negotiating this 10-year, half-billion-dollar deal that Patrick Mahomes just signed, he's like, well, actually, Patrick got a pretty bad deal. We're thinking 10, 7, 50. Yeah, Apple, also, yeah, we right. heard about them. Google, mm -hmm. they're probably going to get involved. Yeah. Amazon's already dancing, so. Netflix, maybe. Oh, yeah, that's where all the money is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe eight hundred actually, but by the way, cap it this year two million bucks. Yeah, easy, not bad. Now you won't pay us till ten years from now. Who knows what the world would be like ten years from now? Just lock it in, make it guaranteed, no big deal at all. That's what deals are going to start looking like for the quarterbacks, and I would assume, you know, the voidable years on the back end of that is also going to be something very mm -hmm. real. Yeah, it's awesome. That's why watching these salary cap gurus go to work is fantastic. <laughs> what can you do though? Like, I mean, like I'm just look. I'm thinking about like the the Rogers situation with the Packers. Like, there is a way, like, and, and with Devontae too, that like you can clear up a shitload oh, yeah. of cap space if you really want to. And whether so, let's say let's say Aaron Rodgers, because um, I think his deal is still in the cap right now. Right, yeah. mm -hmm. his old deal, current, so. which is forty some million. Yeah. It's like forty six point nine. I think. So, what if it's a twenty five million dollar deal for whatever year, and they give him twenty four million? In a signing bonus, yes, uh -huh. that automatically drops down to like a vet men style. Oh no, it goes down to like twelve billion. I guess you have to spread it out for that whole thing. Mm -hmm. So it goes down to like twelve million. That saves you thirty million. Then all of a sudden, now you have thirty million to play with for Devonte and everything. Like, like I just there's ways just to go about depleting money completely. The NFL is going to have to look at it. Oh, yeah. And we've been talking about this for a few years now. And I don't want to say, hey, we are ahead of the game on this, mm -hmm. but we've been talking about how the salary cap doesn't mean a fucking thing mm -hmm. yeah. for a long time. So much so very loud about like the local team here, Chris Ballard, and how much money he had and how much more money he could create if he really wanted to. Now it's just become a standard conversation. Oh, they can make that money go away and kind of move it. This has been something that is very new to a lot of these teams. Some teams have been doing it for a while. That's how the Chiefs are able to keep whoever fucking however. That's why the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were able to sign 23 of their 23 starters. Yes, I know it's 22, but they signed AB uh, as well. Mm -hmm. The Rams are able to sign whoever. It's because the salary cap gymnastics that people have kind of perfected in some places is now lingering into everywhere, you would assume, if you want to be competitive. But we haven't seen that masterful deal done by any new party members. You know, like the Colts come in here and sign uh, – Somebody do a hilarious deal. It would be great. Yeah. But they're like an old school type market. The Packers are kind of changing a little bit mm -hmm. coming into the new salary cap. I wish I could remember who it was, but there was a deal either today or yesterday where uh, they signed it and year one was 50% of what every other year was. So I assume like when Rogers deals come, deals come, deal comes in and then if Devontae's deal comes in, like that number for these, this upcoming season is going to be half of what they're getting every other single year. So that this year they're going to be they're going to be way under eventually. I well, salary cap gymnast, and then next year they'll figure out Correct. a way to right. do see do it again, mm -hmm. and then <sighs> nothing matters. We got to get to a break. This has been a beautiful tampering day thus far. Yeah. James Conner, Chase Edmonds, the Arizona Cardinals mm -hmm. are like, ah, right, you're out, you're in. Let's yeah. go. Dolphins making some plays. Mm -hmm. Packers are in a little bit of trouble. A little yeah. bit. Yeah. Jarvis Devontae, is a good gets for somebody. Jarvis Landry is going to be signed, mm -hmm. what, by the end of the day? Hopefully mm -hmm. by the end of the hour. <laughs> Come on over to Andy, Jarvis. <sighs> Bengals O-line got better. Bengals, yeah. Yeah, they signed uh, Kappa uh -huh. out mm -hmm. of Tampa Bay. Four-year, 40 mil. It's big money. Mm -hmm. I assume that's not that's not the last offensive lineman that Cincinnati's going to sign. Mm -hmm. No way. Not. Or Honestly. draft. Yeah. 
get that big Evan Neely guy. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or maybe cool. Icky. Get Icky in there. Mm-hmm. He's probably going top three, though. Bengals. I mean, they need to get Armstead if they want somebody. Glad you can put that up. Things are moving thus far in the hour. This is as of 1225. The Browns cut Jarvis Landry. James Conner's back on a three-year deal. Emmanuel Ogba's back to Miami for a four-year, $65 million. Chase Edmonds to Miami, two years, $12.6 million. Alex Kappa spelled wrong to the Bengals, four years, $40 million. <laughs> Joseph Noteboom back to the Rams, three years, $40 million. Jeez. We appreciate Ari Mirov for his update. <laughs> Some news breaking during the break. Allegedly, the Packers will be in on Jarvis Landry. I wonder if this is potentially a conversation that old AR-12 had with the front office or if AR-12 is involved in this conversation. That is interesting to think about what happened last year, what he wanted, what he thought was happening. Just to be respected, my opinion to be heard, Mm -hmm. Jarvis Landry is a guy that I think everybody's going to win. Oh, yeah, that would be huge. And I was – but – in terms of like what they have going on right now, I guess Devontae doesn't care if he's going to get paid down the road, but if the, all these reports are true and the both sides are not happy with each other right now, like does it make sense for them to sign Jarvis Landry and give him a bunch of money and just... Just hold on, now, hold on. Now. There's another tweet. Here oh, we go. No. Mike Garofolo, the Packers are expected to be in the mix for Jarvis Landry, okay? Josina Anderson, while Jarvis Landry will have his share of interest out there, the Packers are not expected to be a team on the list. Jesus. Uh, Even as Marquez Valdez-Scantling is set for unrestricted free agency per league source. So fucking never mind, I guess. Or who knows? Well, this is what we continue uh, to talk about. Uh-huh. Nobody, nobody, Mike Garofalo tweets immediately upon the release, look for the Packers to be interested. Josina Anderson who is dialed in, mm-hmm. says, yeah, look for them not to be, actually. <laughs> Just a never-ending, hey, how you doing? Who's telling the truth? Who isn't? Both could be right. Sure. This is horse shit. This is life on the internet. Yeah, you're right. Let alone all the darn shefters that are about wow. to take off today. Oh, uh, AJ Boye uh, has been released mm-hmm. from the Panthers. Ooh. There's a little casualty here on the yeah. legal tendering uh, franchise free agency day, I guess. Mm-hmm. He is on the market now. Congrats to AJ and Morgan Fox. I don't know if they love this or not, but the market should be good. Sure. Uh, market should be good. I honestly believe that. Unlike the transfer portal in college where there's like 2,000 guys in there and there's only, what, 100 and some teams? Mm-hmm. It feels like the free agency market's about to be very good uh, in this particular market so. that we're in the NFL right now, if you're a player. Uh, there's baseball tweets getting sent into the group. Let's not do that. <laughs> Let's not do that on this particular day. Okay. There's no reason for that. There, what is it, Nick? What What is happening? It's it's free agency day here for the NFL. Nick, I see you're sending it. I understand there's just two big-time guys in the MLB or we're in a, an accident and there's some guys are going to be missing some time. I'm just, you know, it's new, so I don't know. Well, I hope they're okay. So I'm gonna... mm-hmm. Tease and Terrible news. Yeah. Oh, Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah, he fractured wrist. He's out for a few months. Face of the sport. Pete Alonzo says he got in a brutal car accident yesterday. His car flipped over three times. Says he feels fortunate to be alive. He is well now and will be back to the field tomorrow. Polar bear. Wow. San Diego Padres star Fernando Tatis Jr. <laughs> has a fractured wrist that will require surgery. Team president A.J. Preller announced Monday, which could keep him out a lot. Was he in that car with Pete Alonzo? 
I don't believe so. I doubt it, but it's possible. Nick, 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 this can't happen. Pete Alonso gets a car accident. Crazy, obviously. Nothing happened to him. <laughs> right? I, mean, I think they're connected. I don't think they are. Then Fernando Tatis Jr., what happened to him? Is he all right? I mean, we're not covering every injury <laughs> of the MLB. <laughs> Was he in the car with Pete Alonso? Finding out right now. I, I, I believe no. My guess would be no. And yeah. when I say I believe no, I'm 99.999. No. I just I'm happy Pete Alonso's all by himself and he's okay. Yeah. All right? uh-huh. Sorry about it, Pete. Good luck, Pete. Fernando, though, he's a big bat swinger. We cannot do that on free agency <laughs> tender day, Nick. That can't happen. Oh, man. That was a big baseball show. You this is not. Guy, not. Baseball's <laughs> no. back. We were a big baseball show when baseball was dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun to talk baseball when baseball was dead. Nobody's speaking up. Very thankful. Luckily. Yeah. God damn, as I was reading that tweet, I'm like, oh, and we got to do a moment of silence. <laughs> and then it turns out he's okay. He's back on the field tomorrow. Phew. Anyways, let's continue to bounce around the NFL a little bit. Um, the Colts are reportedly interested in Gardner Minshew, oh. a quarterback. So Ooh. this is interesting. With Deshaun Watson, uh, the grand jury deciding not to press any charges or indict him. Yeah. Around the NFL, it was like, all right, they said it. We are now capable of investing in a quarterback that we think will be able to be our quarterback for the future. There's still potentially a suspension coming, and I believe there's still civil lawsuits. And the internet said just because the grand jury did not indict him does not mean he's innocent. All right. I don't think the NFL teams are looking at it that way, but I understand what you were saying. Uh, they're all this changes the market completely. Jimmy G now is yeah. he is he's not as uh, glorious as he once was, and the Niners were sitting back waiting because they thought they literally had the Joker. They thought they had the Wild. They thought they had the Ace, and they could say, "Hey, fuck you. We still got to figure out what we want to do with Jimmy G, and we're deciding what's going on." With Trey Lance. Trey said they're in no rush, while other teams are like, "Hey, I need." a quarterback right now Aaron goes Russell goes Carson goes everybody thought the next domino would be Jimmy G and the Niners allegedly were taking the, we'll take our time uh-huh. that might have ran them right out of having the best leverage in town game because now that Deshaun's available he's what everybody's going to want now once Deshaun goes Jimmy G's back to being on top mm-hmm. Marcus Mariota's name's getting sure. some chatter yep. he's potentially tied to the Indianapolis mm-hmm. Colts Awesome. He's potentially tied yep. to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Awesome. Gardner Minshew, now potentially an Indianapolis Colt. These last chance cues are now taking a back seat to Deshaun Watson, but it'll be their day one day. It'll be their day sometime soon, depending upon where Deshaun goes. They might not be able to, but I mean, they have to do whatever they can to try to get Deshaun Watson, right? Who? Who's that? The Colts. They won't trade him in the division. I don't Impossible. know if they'll do it in uh, conference. Yeah. I guess it doesn't matter then. Now, maybe in conference. Maybe. No way in division. Well, like for conferences go, like in the NFC, I think Seattle too, isn't? Aren't, aren't they? Oh yeah, they were linked mm-hmm. to Deshaun for sure. Yeah, because they also have Drew Locke. You can just move Noah Fant again, and then they have three first-round picks in the next two years. Like I, that feels like the one that isn't. What about as the much. Giants? What about the Giants? Giants. They have two Absolutely. picks in the top ten this year, and they've been linked to Mitch. and Saquon, Saquon Barkley. Yeah. They uh-huh. said they would trade. Sure. I mean, maybe the Giants will be in there. Everybody but the Colts, it feels like. Tell you what, Danny Woodhead did run really well for the Texans last year, though, so maybe they don't need a running back. Maybe. <laughs> hey, Dougie Davis Mills and Woodhead got a good relationship. Yeah, they hey, do. They, they got a great relationship. They do. Saquon Barkley, he's on the move, I guess. Mm-hmm. Everybody's saying. So that sounds like that's a trade bundle then. 
because with all the picks that they have, eh, unless they're just trying to rebuild what they might be doing over there, Shane, right? Joe Shane yep. is a, uh-huh. spelled Sean, yeah. pronounced yep. Shane. Mm-hmm. Him and Dayball straight out of Buffalo over to the Giants franchise and program, trying to make their plays, set their mark. Saquon being on the move is not surprising because how much they're probably supposed to pay him, the injury, and how much value his name still holds probably around the NFL with how good he is. That would make sense, but would it be a part of a bundle package with picks to maybe get additional on that? Seems like that could potentially make sense. Yeah, and he'd probably be unbelievable in New York in that market. But uh, on that list, the oh, last... that would be tough. Yeah, you think with all the uh, that'd be interesting. Media? It's gonna be, I think anywhere because like yeah, I'd... but New York is no, I know times That's ten all day every day. Yeah, <whistles> yeah. Did, is he one of those? Uh, is that one of the teams that he had on his list that he would uh, accept the trade? To? He's meeting with teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that that thing doesn't matter. Okay. I don't think anymore. I think he's meeting with teams. Remember, they thought he was going to be a Jet there for a little right. bit because he was wearing a green hat. That's right. Before the entire thing, and then maybe the Eagles he was going to go to. Uh-huh. So maybe he does want to get into the bigger city area up there in the tri-state area. Yep. Maybe the Giants will be a home for him. Yeah, way different than Houston. What about Tyrod Taylor? You think you would take him in Indianapolis? Uh, so Zito just dropped in my ear and said that John Morrow has said we are not trading for uh, Deshaun Watson. That, yeah. was. that was in January 26th. Yeah. This is before the grand jury. Things change. Yeah, this is before the grand jury. And, the, and, and once again, I have to say this. People on the internet are saying this does not mean he's innocent just because the grand jury chose not to indict. What I am telling you people that are saying that, and I hear you, I understand what you're saying, the NFL is not going to look at it that Teams and programs are not going to look at it that way. They're going to say, that grand jury, which they even probably say, we, we joked that a grand jury went in hands out. <laughs> they probably do that entire thing. They hear that no charges are being pressed, and it's immediate green flag racing for them. Correct. I just want to let everybody know that. Uh, John Maher might have said that January 26th. I don't know if he's still sitting by that. Maybe he is. But if he hears that he could get them with – the two picks they got in the first round this year, one next year, Saquon Barkley and somebody else. Done. John Mara, who is openly and very open and been on the record saying, I'm sick of explaining to all these other rich motherfuckers why my team sucks. He <laughs> yeah. would bring Deshaun Watson in there immediately. I'm, I, I don't know the man personally, but I'm just telling you what it sounds like and seems like the rest of the NFL is acting like. So let's assume he also is acting in the same way. Well, it was a lot easier to say that at that date when it was like, hey, he, this guy might go to jail for 20 okay. years. Like there were a lot of teams saying like, oh, you know, there's there's only a handful. And then the stuff comes out on Friday and we hear like, oh, yeah, there's like 16 teams that are interested in bringing Deshaun Watson in. Uh, Zach Kiefer just tweeted, vibe I've gotten. Colts free agent approach won't train uh, change drastically despite some pressing needs this year. Doesn't mean they won't take a big swing at some point. But I get the sense they're going to be patient and feel out the market before they do. <laughs> what? <Hell> yeah. <laughs> what? Why are you laughing? Shut up. Why, why do they just have all this money just to feel out the market? They should set the market for some of these guys. And they're just going to say, oh, you know what? Actually, you know, in two years, we have to pay Jonathan Taylor. So we can't really spend that money right now or else we'll be screwed then. What is going on, dude? It's ridiculous. I saw the Jim Irsay collection this weekend in Los Angeles. Yeah, uh-huh. sweet. I did a full behind-the-scenes tour. He had scripts, I think, from like the first Buddhist monks in there that had to cost like hundreds of millions of dollars the yeah. amount of stuff in there it's not jim ursay saying i'm not spending the money no 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 no, no. i think jim ursay is saying hey i when i walk into my office on wednesday i want to wear we we better not we better not have 70 million dollars in cap space okay <laughs> i want to win her yeah <laughs> i want to or maybe he's not i guess you know chris 
Chris Ballard has been very consistent. Hey, I'm going to build the culture. I'm going to build from within. Guys need to know that if they play well here, they're going to get paid here. And he has done that. He's paid, you know, everybody within house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now somehow he still has $70 million available. And I don't know if he doesn't want to set the precedent of, hey, we're going to pay these big-name guys who have never done anything here. Uh, we're not going to give somebody from outside big money that hasn't been able to do anything in here. But in the NFL, in the modern world, I mean, you saw <laughs> Bill Belichick spent $150 million yeah. on this month. One year ago, yeah. on this day, he spent like $150 million. He believed in the same exact thing that Chris believed. But he still will make a big-time play. Give me Randy. Mm -hmm. yeah. bring, me, bring me Ocho. Bring me this. Our culture is good enough. Let's do it. It doesn't make any sense. And I know we talk about it more than probably any. We definitely talk about it more than any other show because I'm direct ties to the team yeah. and we're in the city and I like all this shit. But also that team's a fucking team. Yeah. Like they got a squad. In all the places you need, they got. Except for playmaking positions yeah. and quarterback. Yep. It's like you have all the 1990 and 1980 positions locked in. Yeah. Now we just need the little, little 2022 sprinkled in there, and then we're off and running here in India. And is that not what we're about, anyways? What are we thinking? I mean, it doesn't make any sense. And we talk about it a lot, but Jim Ursay is the, really the only like active social media NFL owner in the entire league. And, uh, you know, you talked about the culture. Don't they already have the guys in the building you that think. set the culture with Quentin yes. Nelson, with Darius Leonard? So why does it not make sense? Like, is Jarvis Landry going to be negative to the to the culture of the Indianapolis Colts? Hey, by the way, they might be in on Jarvis. We don't know. Yeah, Because yeah, remember, the Packers were in on Jarvis via Garofolo, mm -hmm. and then Josina was like, nah, 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 actually not. <laughs> yeah. Conflicting reports all over the place. I assume a Darren Schefter's gone once or twice. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. But the Colts might be in on Jarvis. We don't know. Michael Pittman Jr. put out the eyes emoji, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Kenny Moore's texting him, but yeah. then Zach Kiefer's huh? saying, See? Zach Kiefer's saying, no, no, no. They're not going to change their approach. They're going to let all the big guys kind of go their places, and then they'll sweep in for someone that no one really wants. Jeez, <laughs> That's what he's saying, That's basically. That's not what he's saying. Translation. No, he did Might not say that. Might take a swing, dude. Remember, he traded for DeForest Buckner. That's yes. right. Okay, DeForest Buckner, a lot of people were in on that. Chris Ballard pulled the trigger, got him in there. Mm -hmm. He'll do the same damn thing. That's what's insane, though. Because because he did pay a guy that was outside of the building and it worked so well, but Good now guy. he won't do it for you know the positions that you need more than anything. Let's go to Carter and... Texas, what's going on, Carter? Oh, hello. Um, I was wondering what the hell since is Brady's back, um, who do you think the Bucks will sign in free agency? Carter, what's going on, man? How, what, what are you up to today? Um, I'm feeding with my dad, and I was just wondering since Tom Brady is back with the Buccaneers, um, in free agency, who do you think the Bucks will sign? Carter, how old are you, man? Um, I'm 10 years old. Hey! Right. Oh, thank you for the call, Carter. Do not repeat any of the words we say on this show, <laughs> yeah. okay, please, Carter? <laughs> Yeah, we, I won't. Okay, and don't be drinking until you're a proper age. Don't That's be right. smoking. Don't be gambling. You j probably don't listen to this show, Carter. <laughs> Get out there and play with a ball or something, you know? what? what are you in school right now, I assume? Uh, it's big break. Oh. What grade is that, Carter? Uh, I'm in fourth grade. Oh, Carter. Oh, no. 
You should not Our, be listening to this show in fourth grade, Carter. I mean, you were selling six. Yeah, well, that's next year. All right, Carter. <laughs> I thought Thank he was you, going to say 10. And since Tom Brady has come back, who do you think the Bucks are going to sign? For? So I think he thought we didn't hear him the first Correct. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he ran. He, by the way, answered the question, went back into his question. Yep. One of the best calls we've had yeah. in some time. Ten-year-olds should not be fucking listening to this show. No, probably not. What do we got going on? A lot of spring break. A lot of kids around their parents. Mm-hmm. A lot of parents are normally a little loosey-goosey on the phones and the computers. Yep. Hey, let's let these stooges in Indianapolis uh-huh. fucking speak all day. Now all of a sudden the kids are at home because they're not at school doing whatever the fuck they're doing. Uh-oh. No, Carter. Can't have it, Carter. That's going to rest on my heart. Carter, don't say the things we say on this show. uh This kid's fucked. He's going to get an in-school suspension next week. Next week. (laughs) Uh I called into the fucking Pat (laughs) What did you do during your spring break? Oh, Carter, you're a legend, Pop. Thank you, Carter. I'm not 100% sure what the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to do. They got Jensen back at $13 million per year. Allegedly, his uh, market was $15 million per year if he really wanted to go get it. It's about a million and a half under what Kelsey just re-signed for at the Eagles as well. Jensen just had an incredible year. Could have got a little bit more money. He returns with his trigger man, Tom Brady. Let's assume Gronkowski is going to come back because he has not officially announced he was going to retire. Talked up Joe Burrow a couple times, mm-hmm. but let's assume if old Tommy B is calling and saying, hey, let's run this thing back. He's going there. They'll be able to figure out that team, I think. They'll be able to figure it out. I feel like they need a corner. Like, that's the place that they aren't, like, they don't have a pro bowler at. Yeah. Oh, all of a sudden, the J.C. Jackson sweepstakes have heated up. Have that J.C. Jackson sweepstakes gone from New England to Tampa, just like Tom on from New England to Tampa. Hey, come on down here. I know exactly what it's like up there. I know how you can just get tossed in the trash. Mm -hmm. Come down to Tampa. We got no state income tax. We'll give you a big signing bonus. Mm -hmm. You can live over here in Jetersburg like I did. You'll love the city. Yeah, unfortunately for, you know, Tampa, they got less cap space than New England does. They don't have the money to bring in J.C. Jackson. They'll be able to figure it out. The Steelers have reached a two-year agreement with quarterback Mitchell Trubisky. The former number two overall pick heads to Pittsburgh as the expected starter in place of the retired Big Ben Roethlisberger. Garofalo reporting that Mitchell Trubisky is the new quarterback (laughs) for Yinzers everywhere. Tell him, Diggs, how you feel. So we want it, Pat, the number two overall pick. He's still got a bunch of talents gone. Yeah, the guy loves titties (laughs) and he loves a big time comeback. They're in Pittsburgh. Mitchell Trubisky. He's just like the fourth starter in like a hundred years for the Pittsburgh. <laughs> yeah. Congrats to Mitch and the Pittsburgh. Today's show is presented by Cash App. Cash App is the easiest way to send, spend, and save your money. It's the best finance app going, and that's why we're working with them on all of our giveaways. Oh, hell yeah. You can buy pieces of any stock or Bitcoin with as little as $1. Wow. That's right. Shout out to Cash App. If you aren't on Cash App yet, go use code McAfee when you sign up. That's M-C-A-F-E-E for $15 as soon as you sign up. That's code McAfee for a free $15. Terms do apply. You will read them when you sign up. Shout out to Cash App. Mitchell Trubisky is now the quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Here we go. Mitchburg, here we go. Mitchburg's going to Super Bowl. Here we go. Got 
Scotch your biscuit. He's licking titties. Here we go. Coming out of Buffalo Town. Here we go. Hated Nagy and he threw some games, but he's all the way back and he's never the same. Here we go. Mitch Bird. Here we go. Yeah. Woo. He pumped. Ten gold. Got our guy, dude. We're out of the quarterback carousel. It's not Mason. <laughs> Who cares? All right. Now let's get some offensive linemen. Exactly. Uh-huh. Now we can build. We know what we're doing. We know his his highs. We know his lows. Dayball wanted a meeting. Get him, okay? Sorry. Deal with Danny Dimes. He's our Super Bowl winning quarterback now. Zita is the best quarterback he's ever seen. Touch the pigskin. Yes. Uh, Besides Fields, of course. What does that mean? <laughs> what is yes. that? It's on my calendar. Oh, okay. okay. I don't know. Okay. All the Inzers are happy about this, but, you know, I'm ecstatic. Yeah, well, at this point, I'm not 100% sure who else would make the Inzers happy. Uh, you know, is it going to be Jimmy G? Uh-huh. I guess the Italians around town might be pretty pumped about the gabagool coming to the quarterback. Yeah, he brings his known. He doesn't cook. That witch. Yikes. I don't know if she'd be. That was pretty concerned. That was a uh, red flag. That was interesting. Very, yeah. very interesting. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh. who's who's cooking? Nona Cooks, right? She was she was playing the character. It had to have been. Nona Cooks for Nona sure. Cooks. But there's no quarterback that would have ended up there that anybody would have been happy with. If Mitchell goes in and plays good football, Pittsburgh will love him. If he goes and plays bad football, like we've seen at times there at the end of his Chicago Bears run, they will hate him just like everybody else. But the Steelers make a play. Did they outbid the Giants? I guess we'll have to find out what the contract is. Speaking of contracts, a man who is going to earn a big one someday for his incredible work on the television. His brain is so big when it comes the quarterback discussion that he's just been dubbed the quarterback guru of all of television. Ladies and gentlemen, out of UConn, former NFL quarterback, now you see him nine hours a day on ESPN, Dan Orlovsky. Hey! Hey! Hello, Dano. What up, guys? Hey, let's talk about it real quick. News of the day. Mitchell Trubisky goes to Pittsburgh. What do you think he learned in Buffalo uh, that'll make him a different quarterback than he was at the end of his run with the Chicago Bears? Should Pittsburgh fans be pumped about this? Diggs is. Not all of Pittsburgh is. I think he learned. Got a tr- uh, Turn that thing sideways. Turn your phone sideways. All right, I think he learned that if you've got some stuff athletically you can be reliant on that a little bit more than other stuff. Like if you watch Josh Allen play, Josh is you know, like really reliant on his athleticism at times. Sometimes it's not necessary and it helps him make plays. And I think Mitch was held back in Chicago when it came to that stuff. Like he wasn't, that wasn't promoted in his oh, game. Yeah. So I think he's probably a little bit more comfortable being reliant on that. Um, I think for Pittsburgh, this, I give them the opportunity to not have to draft somebody. Right, unless the guy that they absolutely love falls to them, you know they have a starting quarterback now in Trubisky that is. I, I'm interested to see what he does with better talent, and I don't know if Matt Canada's scheme is significantly better than what he had in Chicago, but better talent. Okay. But I think that if the guy that they love, like I can just tell you right now, if if Malik Willis is there at 20, you jump all over him and draft him. But at least this gives you the. Um, the peace that, to know that you don't have to go get somebody that you don't love. I saw you tweet that if Malik Willis was six foot ten, he'd be a great point guard in the NBA or something like that. I, I forget what was your what was your tweet. You you said like 
think six ten for a point guard is a little long. You know, probably more of a swing three. But uh, if you six four, could do whatever he'd be a locked top five pick. Yeah, Absolutely but locked. yeah, but you know, like in saying that, it's like okay, Dan. Like yeah, if Dan Orlovsky ran a four three, he would have been a lock for tight end. Like that. That's just not who he is. Do you think no. it is because of his height, smaller school that they're not as much love? What do you think it is about him? I think, yeah. yeah, I think it's his height. The small school stuff is a thing of the past a little bit more than than it used to be. And I, was, I also think the point of the tweet was the size is becoming a little bit more a thing of the past. Now, mm. people could say, well, Kyler was sh- you know, measured short and Baker measured short, but they still went one. My pushback would be like, I think it's probably fair to say both of those players have some question marks about their performances on the field um, a little bit. So... Um, you know, I just think like, you know, I'm I'm intrigued by the kid because he he's got Josh Allen type of vibes written all over him. He just isn't big as big. Well, Josh Allen runs like a power and stuff like that. If they do that with Malik, I'll be excited for it. I see big Swagoo walking back here. Are you guys getting ready for NFL Live? A lot of legal tampering happening today, Dano. Yeah, the big Swagoo's here. He's just he said he started his intermittent fasting. Oh, he's trying wow. to get ready for beach season. Um and uh, we got we got NFL Live today, obviously with the with all the moves. So, who do you think is next? Who do you think is next? I just saw a tweet. Um, what do I think is next? Um, I think the Deshaun stuff. You know, Deshaun Watson stuff with his meetings with the Panthers and the Saints. Hey, you're looking thin already, dude. He said you look fat. No, that's the shit, Dan. That's that shit. You did that to Carson Wentz that's on right. Get Up. Uh-huh. That's Do you right. remember that? Oh, yeah. And then you put me in a bad spot with all Philadelphia mm-hmm. and Carson Wentz, which, by the way, we haven't even talked about, I don't think, since. He's going to do great with the commanders. Oh, yeah. He's going to do great with the commanders. But that's that shit you just did right there. All right, let's get back into it, though. Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson's market's going to be huge. And I know the internet says just because the grand jury didn't choose to indict him doesn't mean he's innocent. Okay. The NFL, though, is viewing him as we can now get this guy on our team. Uh, New Orleans, Carolina allegedly meeting with him. Seattle's been tied to him. The Giants have numerous picks and Saquon's potentially on the trade block. You look at all these teams. Is he going to be, you think he's going to go somewhere soon? And how many teams do you think are legitimately in on that? Yeah, I think he's going to go somewhere probably over the next couple weeks would be my guess. I think this, Pat, if I was the Houston Texans, there'd be a 0% chance he stays in the AFC. Zero. Because I know he's a top five player. And so his market from the NFC is going to be big enough. I think everybody in the NFC should call the Houston Texans to see what would it cost to acquire Deshaun Watson outside of um, Tampa Bay, Green Bay, Dallas, the Rams, Chicago, since they have Justin and Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, since they just gave Kirk Cousins a ton more money. Everybody else should call and see what it costs to get them. Yeah, Buffalo as well. Did you, and then Pittsburgh also because they just got Mitchell yeah, Trubisky. Yeah, well, they're in the AFC. So if you're in the AFC, you're not even. I'm not even fielding your phone call if I'm Houston. Oh, so you think it is going to be like that with Houston? You don't think Houston just try to get rid of them, however, with whoever well, has the best deal? I don't think they have to have that mindset because he is such a tremendous player on the field that the NFC is going to have plenty of, of teams interested in his market will be big enough. Okay, let's talk about Kirk Cousins getting this another uh, another year extension deal, guaranteed money, absolute G. 
Okay, business-wise, absolutely. No he came into the NFL. Everybody sees Kirk Cousins now. He came into the NFL. He's backing up RG3 in the same building during the same years in the same draft class. Very uncomfortable, very awkward. Then from now, the exposés that we heard about the Washington football team's operation from them, the ability to just stay locked in, lead them to a couple wins, get franchise tag, franchise tag. Then he, if the behind-the-scenes footage is correct, he used the Jets as leverage yeah. against the Vikings and got a fully guaranteed contract, which we all thought, this is going to be the new precedent for all quarterbacks. It did not. Now he's getting more guaranteed numbers over there with a new head coach. You think Kirk Cousins can win over there? You, that's the big question. Can Kirk Cousins win a Super Bowl that is worthy of all this money he's getting guaranteed paid? Do you think he can or no? I don't think so. Oh, guess, Dan. Wow. Oh, Dan. <clears throat> I mean, he's been the highest paid player in football over the last four or five seasons, and I think he's three games above 500. Um, like, I think Kirk's a good player. I think Kirk probably is a really good player for the great majority of the time. But to sit here and say, like, win a Super Bowl, I just don't believe that that team is talented enough roster-wise um, to, to go do that. So I, I get it. with Like, part of me understands it with Minnesota because you've got a good player who, again, borderlines really good for extended periods of time. But they just chose not to chase great at that position because – it's tough to look at the landscape of the NFL right now with all the young freaking superstars at that position and think, oh, we'll be okay with a guy who's just good. Well, I mean, Kirk Cousins is obviously going to take offense to that. And <laughs> we'll see. Well, you remember, he went down to Jerry World and then down to New yeah, Orleans. that's right. He was able to do it. Winning a Super Bowl is a much different animal. Uh, speaking of chasing greatness, what the hell is going on in this city, Dan? <laughs> hey, put the Mari Cooper bag of balls in a washer machine, basically, to go to Cleveland, swap a six-round pick, fifth-round pick. We need weapons here. The Colts aren't rumored to be in on Jarvis Landry, but let's just assume they are. The quarterback market, we didn't go all in for Matthew Stafford, didn't go all in for Russell Wilson. Tom Brady was obviously available a few years ago. What's going on in Indy, and how do you see this working out? Jimmy G comes here. Are we okay? How's the gabagool? Gardner Minshew comes here how's the gobble goal him and flint wearing leather jackets like what do you think happens here in indianapolis at that position and as a whole dude i think the colts are in a tough spot uh, so really much think. money we have all the money how are we in such a tough spot dano all right here's my here's my point uh patrick mahomes josh allen joe burrow mm -hmm. justin herbert lamar jackson all right. they all have two things in common in my opinion they're all five of those dudes are absolute rock stars at the position and they all have good teams around them. So you got five young players that at that spot are absolute studs, and they got good rosters. Then you put in like a Russell Wilson, who's older but a really good roster. Mac Jones, who's a good player, oh, yeah. who's going to have another good roster. The Colts have a good roster, but they don't have a guy. And if you're the Colts and you sit there and go, well, we're one of those teams that's got a good roster – if you just get a good quarterback, you're not going to get through those other five guys because they also have good rosters. So the, the fact that the Colts don't have a dude at the position in, in some ways to me like minimizes the roster a little bit because it's such a good roster outside of the wide receiver scale. But it's, it, it's just they, don't, they can't hang with those other five guys, and that's why – there's not an answer at the quarterback spot. Hey, hey Paisana, Diana, how you doing? Hey, how's the gabagool? That's fucked up you just said that, Dan. <laughs> because there are a lot of valid points there. Because honestly, 
you know, Gardner's potentially going to come over here, and we just need somebody that's not going to check out of runs. You know, like your guy Carson, checking out of yeah, runs. That's right. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it now before the boys have to. See, I disagree with that a little bit. Like, that's my point. Oh, my God. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo's going to come, but if the Colts and their roster play against the Chargers, Chargers in their roster, you take it, or Buffalo in their roster, or Kansas City in theirs, or Lamar and the Ravens finally healthy, like, that's why I'm saying, like, while I love the Colts roster – and I love Chris and Frank. I don't think that having a good player is good enough. Jim Irsay is not going to be happy about anything you just said, but mm -hmm. a lot of him made a lot of points. Mm -hmm. All right, I don't care because the gobble is going to be delicious. Mm -hmm. When Jimmy G is wheeling and dealing that ball to fucking Jonathan Taylor mm -hmm. left, Jonathan Taylor right, Jonathan Taylor left, let's punt. All right, mm -hmm. boom. It's getting gains. Jimmy Garoppolo with a top five offensive mind in football last year. And as diverse skill talent in the NFL through for 20 touchdowns and 12 picks. All right, what He's are you saying? Well, yeah, I mean, he was hurt. He had the thumb and the shoulder, yeah. and he had the lat thing that was going on, too. And also, it was known to stop cooking. Yeah. You know? <laughs> we saw that on a Subway commercial. It was known to say, nah, I'm not making any more gravy. Yeah, Get the hell right. out of here. Eat yourself. Go to Subway. I mean, that's a tough thing. You know, just think about the mental. I mean, that's not easy, dude. Uh, are you I, a, are you a big old Carson through twenty seven touchdowns and only seven interceptions guy? Is that your thing? No, I think you can make numbers say whatever you want them okay, to say. Thank you, you know, thank you. Um, but right. I don't think that I don't think Carson was great, and I don't think that Carson was terrible. I thought Carson was like solid. Did you watch? You didn't watch the games. No, are are you talking to me like a person does on Twitter that goes, "Oh, you probably have never seen a Colts game before." <laughs> You're right. You're right. I've never watched the snap, guys. All right. So you. So you saw this one in the end zone uh -huh. against the Titans, fourth quarter? Yeah, did I, I didn't say like he didn't have to make a single bad play. I said I thought he's played solid. Oh, we're just talking single? Did you, so you think just that play? I saw the I saw the Buccaneers game when they built a three-score lead and then couldn't stop them. Or I saw Buc the Ravens game when they oh. scored a ton of points and couldn't stop them. Like, I saw those games. All right. You talk about the games where he checked out of runs and said, oh, this is Carson time. <laughs> is that what you're talking about? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Look at that! <laughs> Look at that photo. Both his ankles sprained. That play right there could have just You're fell. An idiot. <laughs> Who's an idiot? <laughs> Who's an idiot? <laughs> Listen, let me say this about your guy Carson. Okay, he's not my guy. Like, oh, oh, there we go. Dan, it was tough to watch some mornings. You know, when you were doing your entire thing, oh, I'm gonna be the head coach of the Eagles thing. Mm -hmm. Whenever you were talking about Carson every single I day, I became a little too emotionally invested. Correct, but that, that's my wife's fault. Like, I like, I love my wife. I like my wife so. Like, I, I blame her. All right, Jeez. well, whatever. She's from Philly, Eagles fan. Right. That's what he's talking yeah, about there. But your entire, like, the way you were selling him there for a while, you know, everybody's like, well, that's not accurate. Then he had that run where he was insane. I don't know how you watched his games and was like, yeah, that's a guy that I would want to quarterback a team that I'm a fan of. Every play, Dan. Every yeah, I get that. Yeah, like, he, he, takes you, he takes you on. And there was way too many falls in the, in the past year or two than they were – climbs yes yeah well yeah you know normally the ride the the climb is like the fun part like all right oh my god it's gonna be exciting what are we gonna do and then bang halfway up he was going down we we're doing circles we we're spreading both of our ankles yeah. and then we're going back <laughs> up again Here we images what's yeah. that dude this is when he chose <laughs> look at he is down that is like the greatest football player of all time and he said i was talking with my uh i was working with my son yesterday quarter some quarterback stuff but and i was like buddy what's the number one thing you can't do and he was like, you know, turn the football over, give the ball to the other team. I was like, right. And he's like, hey, Dad, if no one's open downfield, and my, like, what am I supposed to do? And I was like, well, if your offensive line's blocking good and no one's near you, you can like 
continue to keep your feet active. He's like, what happens if someone comes near me? I was like, dude, you throw that thing as far as you can out of bounds. That's good coaching. That's good coaching. How come you never told Carson that? I don't know. I, that's kind of what went through my mind was I should I should have relayed that in some some way to Carson Wentz. Yeah, and those impassioned speeches you were giving on Get Up, like at the end of them, yes, he can learn how to just say this play's over. I understand that. He's just too tough for his own good. Maybe he should play linebacker. Yeah. Go ahead, Ty. Dano, when you look at the Packers, obviously they're up against it right now with the cap, and we're kind of just waiting to see what happens with Rodgers. There's a lot of turnover with like the skill positions on offense, too. We've heard a report that Jarvis Landry might be a target for them, and then he isn't or whatever, but do you think it's going to be a situation where the Packers are basically just going to have to grab guys off the scrap heap, and it'll be up to Rodgers to kind of make them household names, or are they actually going to be somewhat aggressive and trying to put a couple good pieces around him. I think they'll be aggressive to put pieces around Aaron. I, I feel like everybody's talking about the Green Bay and Tampa Bay situations. Like both quarterbacks went in blind. Like there were there weren't conversations had with the decision makers. I'm sure Aaron sat down with Gutekunst and said, "If I come back, what you know? How do we build a team around that we can win a Super Bowl? Because Lazard's a free agent, and then all the number three receivers are free agents. So." I would imagine that there's been a very tactical plan about how they were going to go about their business and try to, you know, get pieces opposite Devontae. I also said this this morning, like everyone assume, I, we don't know what Aaron's number is going to be. I'm willing to bet that Aaron's number is going to be similar to Tom's when it comes to cap hit this year to make sure that they can have some type of talent around him to go win. So it, there's no point in having Aaron Rodgers and me as your wide receiver. So I would imagine that those conversations have been had and planned and, and there's been a multiple step plan in place that if I do come back, this is how we go get guys that are good enough for us to win in January and in February. Uh, Jarvis Landry has been tied to the Packers Then Josine Anderson said, nah. Do you think that's something, and obviously you're speaking from a speculative standpoint as much as us, even though we talk to the guy weekly during the season, these are signs that you would assume that Aaron Rodgers is at least being listened to in these conversations, right? Jarvis is a guy that every quarterback would want on his team. Am I accurate in saying that? Yeah, because you just love his mentality. He's and he's phenomenal with the ball in his hands. Like he does all the dirty work, the hard work. He's like, hey, get it to him, and he can go make stuff stuff happen. So I would imagine that they would be asking Aaron about that, and I would, you know, again, Aaron would be probably interested in getting Jarvis. But I thought uh, one of you guys made a good point. Maybe it was Ty previous. Like yeah, I, I'm certainly not going to shell out a bunch of coin to Jarvis right now when Devontae's sitting there saying, hey, what about me? So. You probably have to cross that bridge first. Yeah, the Devontae thing, because how many more times does he get a chance to go? I think it's probably business-wise what he's thinking. You know, how many more chances do I have? What else do I have to do to prove a long-term deal? I've, yeah. I started out as maybe not the guy. I've worked my ass off. I've become the guy. I understand Aaron's helped out, but I've helped him out a lot as well. Business-wise, it, it makes sense for Devontae to say, nah, nah. Well, I also think you you learn from the stuff that you did or, or certainly that ticked Aaron off for such a long time, mm. you know, and making sure that, you know, I get that, I guess that I get that it, there is a business aspect of it, but also there's a relational aspect of it. And Devontae has not only earned it, but he deserves it. So you don't want to piss off another, I guess, franchise legend in a way to rub another person the wrong way. And bring in Jarvis as well. Just keep those weapons flowing. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, uh, Connor. Yeah, Dan, you mentioned Mac Jones. Do you think that he needs like a true number one wide receiver to take a, you know, the next step? Or how do you think he does that um, just with the team that he has now? 
I, I don't think he needs a true number one, but I think he needs an upgrade at the position. You know, true number ones, there, I don't know how many there are in the league, probably eight or so, but your leading receiver can't average 10 yards per catch. Jacoby Myers is their leading guy in the NFL nowadays. It's just too hard to constantly be so efficient on offense because your inability to create explosive plays. So you've got to go get a guy that is an upgrade at the – hey, we could push the ball downfield type of role. And I don't know if that's Allen Robinson. Yeah, um, I don't know. Obviously, balls. Ridley was a potential trade target, but next, that's next not going to happen. What? The draft is loaded with some guys. Oh, yeah. But they've got to upgrade that wide receiver not position for sure. Hey, Calvin Ridley had an 11-teamer that could have got him like 145 <laughs> grand or something yeah. like that. 145 grand. He's like, oh, this is fun. All right. Five hundred bucks gets me one hundred forty-five thousand. Holy oh, yeah. shit! Easy, <laughs> time, man. What a game! What a game this is! This is what everybody's doing out here. Unbelievable, guy. I got a buddy. I got a buddy. Remember the? Uh, remember a couple months, maybe two months ago, I sent you a video. I was out to dinner with a guy who said like he was making a bunch of money off your picks or something like that. Oh, yeah. I just found out this weekend he has gambled. Now I think he's up twenty thousand dollars, and this is not a guy that's got a gajillion. He's gambled. Five hundred thousand dollars in the last six weeks. Jesus, doing what? Because doing of you? No, no, it's not because of me. It's it's probably because. Uh, not only me. Don't put that on me. It's probably him and Don. Yeah. yeah. By the way, they're up. So he's hey. Yeah. He's living. Hey, that a baby. Yeah. Cool. Congratulations. Now, with that being said, since your friend Dano just projected that live, the IRS has heard this. Thing. <laughs> uh-huh. So make sure you do your proper, you know, checks and balances. Last question here, as we know, Dano's got to go. Go ahead, Tony. Dano, thanks first and foremost for saying Mitch is the best quarterback in the NFL. Uh, secondly, I also saw you tweeting stuff, great stuff about Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis. Is there one of those two that you prefer going into the draft? I think Malik right now, um, I think Malik Willis, Malik is probably, I'm, I'm like six or seven games into his season. He's already got 10 or 12 like WTF plays, Ron. I just go, holy, you're, you're the only guy in this Hol- draft. What? Holy what? Stuff. Holy what? Yeah. You're the only guy in this draft class that's doing that stuff. I don't <laughs> holy mean, shoot. Holy, holy, holy poops. whatever you want to fill in. We'll just go blank line, okay? Bye. So hold on, just quick question. In your head, you said it though, right? Yes. So God heard you say it in your head too, right, didn't he? Maybe. Oh, 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 you're so screwed, dude. Welcome to hell, bro. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, He's got the most, like, holy smokes. That's big news. Dad's going to hell. And I've heard heard the kid is a phenomenal kid. Um, Phenomenal. I'm actually going to speak this week with Hugh Freeze. I I hit Hugh Hugh Freeze up just like I'd like to to talk to you about him, so I'm going to talk with him on Thursday because I think the kid's – tremendously talented. He reminds me a lot of Josh Allen. He's just not as big. Kenny Pickett, though, is, uh, out of the guys that I've watched, is the most consistent high-level performer. Like, if Kenny Pickett gets drafted into a West Coast offense, he's got to clean up his mechanics. They're too sloppy. He reminds me a little bit of Romo. Trying to, like, sometimes his feet, like, why are your feet all over the place? He were a little bit, a little bit like Sam Darnold coming out without the turnovers, Uh-oh. without the without interception turn. issues, okay. which is a big That's thing. A huge part of you it. know, yeah. um, he's really high consistently performing. But I get, I get a little bit concerned with they run the same play almost all the time, Pittsburgh. You know, so he's got a really good feel for it. It happens when you got to diversify, and then also just he doesn't have a big arm to push it downfield. He's not Mac either. Like he, he don't, he don't. Like Max, so. Oh, yeah. Hey, just real quick, I watched you break down a play that Kenny Pickett did. And, uh, 
you kind of threw the offensive line under the bus. You were wrong. I, I know you heard from many offensive linemen about how wrong you were on that. I just want to let you know, when I watched it, my first thought was, oh, Dan doesn't know anything about protection at all. Yikes. That's a, that was literally my thought as I watched the Kenny Pickett play that you broke down. But I know other offensive linemen have kind of got a hold of you and said the same thing, Dan. Uh, McGlinchey, no, was it, who was it, who hit me up? The guy, uh, Mike uh, McGloin, maybe? M- Mike McGlynn, okay? Have a little Jesus. fucking respect for Grease. There's a, lot of, there's a lot of that Irish m- m- mix. Whoa. You, know, Whoa. Not, oh. you said the F word earlier, God heard you. Now you're out here with these mix talk. Jeez, oh, man, who are you, pal? I it's, mean, still, protection is about numbers. It was still six on six, so. No, you were wrong because the mic was shaded to the left, so actually the guy was looking at they're sorting to the right. You didn't even know what you were talking about. Then the back should scrape across. No, but the back had the Mike and he didn't come, so he actually left. He you told me the mic was backside for the offensive. He line. was left, yeah, eyes left. That's where we're supposed to sort it, and then he didn't come, so he no, fucking left. Scrape across. It. Yeah, Either the hot was the hot. Yeah, that was on him. No, the hot was the hot. It was exactly what was supposed to happen. You, you just called it a hot and not a hot. Yeah, well, you don't know football, dude. <laughs> all right. No, you actually do, and I appreciate everything you do. I appreciate that one was kind of embarrassing, though, to all of us that know offensive line play. It was a little bit embarrassing, but that's neither here nor there. You made. Why are you saying offensive line play, but moving like a quarterback? Uh, well, I'm the I'm the new br- hybrid. Yeah, yeah. versus new you look breed. Great. You look like you lost a couple lbs. The arms look good. You look uh, good, bud. Well, it's good lighting too. You know. Oh, I mean, that's really good lighting. Right there. <laughs> look at those things. Huh? I mean, I'm getting after it, Dano. Fuller's getting broad. Yeah, come on, man. You know, I got WrestleMania coming up. You know what I mean? No, dude. You're. I, I, I will tell you the 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 social post of last week was very cool. Thank you. Very real. Fox. I've got a good buddy of mine, Pat, who used to hate you, who loves you now, by the way. Oh, cool. Well, he's probably the same guy you just outed for gambling hundreds of thousands <laughs> uh-huh. of dollars. Nonetheless, tell all your buddies we said hello, and thank you so much for joining us. We'll watch NFL Live as this day continues. Ladies and gentlemen, Dan Orlovsky. Over the last few moments, some things have happened around the NFL. Some dollars have been handed out from teams. The Jacksonville Jaguars have a deal in place with Falcons linebacker Foye Oluokun. Nailed it. Oluokun. Foye Oluokun on a three-year $45 million deal. Alukun led the NFL in tackles in 2021 with 192, and he also has five interceptions, five forced fumbles, five sacks over the past two seasons. Deal negotiated by Gary V and the boy. Wow. Okay. Rap sheet reported that first. We're reading via Ari Mirov. So the Jags have been in play now yeah. for a couple different free agents on the first day of the legal tampering period for free agency. Doug Peterson's trying to build a monster. Oh, That's right. And they're in Duval. Ninety-two tackles, that guy. Seems like an absolute monster. More news happening around the NFL. The Jets have signed guard Lakin Tomlinson to a three-year deal worth $40 million. uh, Max value of $41.2 million, $27 million guaranteed. That's via Rappaport. Congrats, Lakin. Lakin. We need a little bit of protection for the Zach Wilson guy. He might look like he's 12, but he's taking a beating like he's 50. This guy needs to figure it out and get it going. I like the fact that everybody seems to be signing offensive linemen. Mm -hmm. He's not not the first nor the last. The big boys are getting some money here early in the free agency period. Also, I believe there was another signing, uh, Zito. Try to find it right now. Uh, the Giants, I think, did something. The Jags brought in, uh, bringing in Brandon Scherf, the guard from the Redskins, I believe. Offensive also- lineman getting paid right wow. there. Whoa. Sorry, football team. Sorry. 
Commanders. Commanders. Well, he never played for the Commanders. He was on the Washington football, football team. Uh -huh. So you were right in saying that he was never a commander. He's going to the Jags. The Giants are doing some stuff. Feels like a lot of teams are making some plays. Go ahead, Connor. The Bengals also got Ted Karras, another old lineman for Joe oh, yeah. Burrow. Okay, so they signed Kappa from, Jack, or from Tampa, and they signed... Ted Karras from New England. For <laughs> offensive line to protect Joe Burrow so he doesn't get nine sacks in one playoff game <laughs> and seven in the Super Bowl, yeah. six in the second half. We got a team. Also, our sources are saying that there's potential bids being placed for Cincinnati Bengals' indoor practice facility to be built. Whoa. Wow. Wow. Welcome to 2022, what? Cincy. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, joining us now, we'll pivot away from the NFL, although I assume a lot will happen over the next 15, 20 minutes as we have a chat with a man for the first time. We've seen his work on ESPN in the past. Now he works at Stadium, covering college basketball for 20 years, currently live in Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Goodman. Yeah! What's up, man? Hey, I How are you? I heard you're getting your ass beat at the blackjack table. What's going on? Was it one dealer or was it everybody? I've moved around to every goddamn table in the, <laughs> in the casino, and I'm just honestly, I, I'm just gonna load up. I got one more night here tonight, and uh, I'm gonna double down. I'm gonna double down and see what I can do. Well, they say that's good smart gambling. You know, it's good smart gambling. Double down on one night, go all in. You got to do what you got to do. Let's talk about the brackets. Couple surprises. Everybody's pissed about Tennessee. I guess there's some other people that are ranked too low. What are your thoughts on this year's bracket, and who do you think it favors overall? Listen, I, I don't, I don't get all into the, the the whining and complaining about whether you're a two or a three seed, or and these teams that that didn't get in Texas and M. You lost eight straight games at one point this year. You didn't play anybody in the non-conference. Stop complaining and, and just be teams. Like, don't be on the bubble, right? I mean, I, I, again, I'm not saying the committee was perfect, Pat, but the bottom line is again, is there like Duke? Yeah, they got a two instead of probably a three, but they got to go out west and play Gonzaga to get to the Final Four. I I, I don't get all caught up in this shit, to be honest. I who, don't. Who do you think it, it bodes well for? You just talked about Duke's road is going to be a difficult one because they got the number one overall in later rounds if they make it that way. Who do you think is set up pretty well to go on a run here that we might not expect? I, I like Kentucky as a two. All right, Kentucky, it's all about point guard play for me in the tournament. All about point guard play. If you don't have good point guards, and really, if you look at it in the top 10, uh, in the last 10 or 15 years, most of the teams that have won six straight and won it all have had multiple point guards. Kentucky has two point guards, Severe Wheeler and a freshman, Ty Ty Washington. They got Baylor as the number one seed in their region. Baylor's completely banged up. Scott Drew's done a great job, but they lost their big guy for the season. They're without their leading scorer, LJ Cryer. Other guys have been hurt this year. So I think Kentucky, if they can get past Purdue, they've got a nice, easy road to the Final Four in New Orleans. Purdue's got that guy who's like seven yeah. foot oh, six. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Monster. He, he is huge. That's a big time. And, and, and the great matchup there, the one everybody wants, Oscar Shibway of Kentucky, who's probably the player of the year, 6'9", 260, just a man-child. But if he goes against Edie, he's going to look like a little man. I mean, Edie is that big. He's a monster. And they got another dude, Trevion Williams. So – that's the matchup. It's funny because, like, everybody goes small now. There's a, The best players in the country this year are bigs. The point guards are the worst I've seen in 20 years of covering the sport. 
Well, that's why you said Kentucky's in a good yeah. spot. Go ahead, Ty. Jeff, I'm an Iowa alum, and they have caught fire at the right time. But I also saw that last night when the bracket came out, they're kind of like a trendy pick to go to the Final Four right now. Do you think that is uh, is accurate? Do you think they actually could? And are there any other teams who are playing their best basketball right now that maybe people aren't expecting to get to the Final Four but could? So you're hot, guys. Listen. Ever since Fran McCaffrey went with Bohannon back at the point, they've been a completely different team, right? Keegan Murray might be like the fifth pick in the draft. I'm telling you, this kid is going to be a really, really good NBA player. I saw him the other day in the Big Ten tournament for the first time in person. He's awesome. And again, I think think Patrick McCaffrey needs to get back on track a little bit. But yeah, those teams to me that are hot, that come in with confidence, like Arkansas, did they peak at the wrong time a little bit? That's what I worry about with Arkansas. They needed to just to get back in the tournament equation, but now have they kind of peaked at the wrong time and now they've struggled a little bit here. Uh, but I, I love the Hawkeyes. I really do. And I think the Big Ten, it gets crucified every year. People people crush it because it doesn't do anything in the tournament. you got so many teams. And, again, Illinois is the team for me. They're the team for me that I think people are sleeping on a little bit. They fit together. they got shooters. They got multiple point guards, as I said, Pat, and I, point guard play, point guard play, point guard play, and they got a big. Kofi Coburn is another absolute monster down there in the paint. Okay, so let's talk about point guard play. Murphy, I believe, for Virginia Tech, he he controlled that game uh, in the ACC championship. Is that a team that we should keep our eyes on? I mean, they're playing Enter Sandman in Madison Square <laughs> oh, Garden. Yeah. I mean, that was awesome. That was a beautiful moment there. Is, is there any teams like that? That was a seven seed, the first time to ever win the ACC yeah. championship. Is there any teams you think that could get hot and go on a run strictly because of one player or two players? Well, here's a team that I gave up on earlier this year, and I called them soft as shit when I saw them at Mohegan Sun, right? They were super soft, and I called them out for it. Carolina, super soft most of the year. And then I watched them last week. They go in for, you know, Coach K Day, right? I mean, it was just like a, you know, love fest for K that day in Durham for his final game. And Carolina goes in, and they show me some mental toughness, which honestly, they really didn't have all year. And they weren't great in the ACC tourney, but – They've got, like, top 10 or 15 talent. They just hadn't played well. And, again, I I thought they were soft most of the year. So, I like Carolina in their first-round game against Marquette. And and another, you know, to me, you almost look at vulnerable teams, high seeds, not so much who they're playing. But it's almost like Auburn, again, point guard play. Dedicated Wendell Green, who came over from Eastern Kentucky this year. He was awesome early, and then he's come down to earth. I, I worry about them. They play Miami probably in the second round and Miami's average age probably older than well not me but maybe you <laughs> <laughs> they said that about Texas Tech too right I think an older squad that's a transfer portal right yeah everybody goes to portal now I mean honestly and Texas Tech the crazy thing they go to portal and they get a lot of like second rate portal guys guys that we didn't think were that good but you know what they did they all came from winning programs and they've been awesome Texas went for the big names and they have they came from losing programs, and Texas is underachieved. Ah, see, that's that chemistry. That's a, it, those who know how to build a team. It feels like in March Madness, it's a big deal because you got to get over it, you got to get past it, got to reinstall and go for it. Is that why Gonzaga is at the top of the charts? Just because they seem to be so intelligent, they're older, they're veteran, and they can go on a run if they have to. They don't have a, a major weakness. I, I thought it would be shooting, but collectively they've been good. And Chad Holmgren, who's going to be the one, two, or three pick in the draft, seven one. Super skinny. Like, the NBA guys are really worried about him and his body build. 
you know, kind of the opposite of Zion, right? Zion getting too fat. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> too strong. Hey. It's too strong, they say. <laughs> no, no, no. He's eating too many of these. Oh, <laughs> all right, Chad. Right. Hey, many Doritos. Hey, that's why you're out. losing. Chet needs, hey, Chet Holmgren needs more Doritos. Okay. That's the key for him. Science, dude. But, Science says that's the case there, Jeff. They're good. Hey, the guy that you got to watch, your favorite player in the tournament this year, is Kirk, you have to get Kirk Reese on your show. Arizona, okay? He's the kid who's hurt right now. I don't know if you saw. He posted a picture of his ankle, and it's black and blue. He's a point guard, starting point guard. Nobody talks more shit than Kirk Reese. <laughs> you have to get him on. If they'll let him be on your show, you've got to get him on. I think he threw his shoe into the crowd after Arizona won, right? He, that, that was, was him? the video I posted. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was, there were Crocs. Yes. Yeah, they're tie-dyed Crocs. Yeah, he took them off and threw them. Yeah, I remember going, who the fuck is this guy? Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't watch enough to know who he is. And then in the ceremony, it's like, oh, they're all talking about this guy. Then whenever it was on, uh, when they got selected, he was in the front row really loud. I'm like, oh, this guy seems to be a guy. I did not know the case. He oh. is a shit-talking machine, huh? Shit-talking machine. I tried to get him. So I went to Arizona, and uh, I was out there about a month ago, and they beat UCLA. Arizona beats UCLA in the game. So I'm out hitting one of my old stomping grounds called dirt bags. Had a baby. So I'm hitting dirt bags and I'm already in and Kerr tries to get in and they won't let him in. And I'm like, what do you, I come out, I talk to the bouncer. I'm like, come on, like, what's the problem here? Well, my, my general manager told me they got to wait in line. So I go up to the girls in the front. I'm like, come on, like, you know, can you let them in? Can you let them cut the line? And, And one of the girls looks over at me. She's like, well, they're not famous. I said, yeah, but, like, what did you do today? They beat UCLA. <laughs> <laughs> Let him in. Come on. So I got him in. Eventually. Oh, Jeff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was drinking non-alcoholic. All right. Like, he was being a good boy. Yeah. He was drinking some non-alcoholic O'Doul's or whatever. Yeah. He just wanted to experience a little nightlife. Sure. I would assume something had happened between him and the GM that, you know, maybe say, these guys wait in line. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Some, yeah, something, yeah. Yeah. They didn't their tab or something, you know. Yeah, there's some mm. shit talk that took place. <laughs> yeah, you never know. Oh, well, happy you got him in there. That's good stuff. You know, that's good alumni. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Taking care of the team. Now, I don't know how the NIL would have handled that in the past if you would have said that publicly. Now, buy that guy all the fucking outdoors he needs. I'll buy him a car if I got it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, Jeff, do you see a team like last year with UCLA who was in a playing game at the 11th seed and then went on that crazy run? Uh, and also, should I just take Loyola Chicago again because Sister Jean is going to be in the crowd next week he's like 125 years old now, by the way. <laughs> god bless her god 103 like pat what do you, i mean listen i'm 50 if i can make it to 60 yep. i'm happy with everything i've done for you yep. i mean what are you talking if you make it to 45 yeah yeah well i'm not going to dirt bags at the age of 50 but <laughs> i mean there is some dirt throw bag. a hat on throw a hat on whatever whatever <laughs> it don't matter right yeah she looks uh, good though listen yeah, Loyola's good. They're, they missed their big guy, Cam Krautwick. Um, he was a terrific last year, and they ran everything through him. But they got everything else back. They got a 30-year-old head coach, guys. Denzel Valentine's little brother. Denzel's in the, in the NBA. His little brother, Drew, has done an unbelievable job after the old coach, Porter Moser, left for Oklahoma. I don't know if there'll be a 11 seed or, or somebody that, that – uh, Dark backs. Well, there we go. Sorry. Uh, I don't know if they'll be an 11 seed or somebody, but I'm, I'm going with Indiana, and here's why. Here we go, first Whoa. four. They're in the first four, first whatever the case, the play-in. 
fan base hates me, okay, because I kind of hammered the, the hiring of Mike Woodson last year. He's a former NBA guy, and most former NBA guys don't pan out as college coaches. They don't. But here's the issue. My daughter chooses Indiana two weeks ago. She's oh. in high school. So now I got to flip the fan base. Yeah. yeah. Now you got to pander because you want to go see your daughter. You got to do the whole thing because they'll run your ass out of Bloomington. Oh, yeah. Oh, they hate me. Yeah. But I think I got it. I, you know, like I'm going to work on it slowly, win them over. I did it with Texas Tech about a month ago. Uh, so Indiana, first four, maybe not the final four, but at least winning a game. Hey, that's right. It's Wednesday night, by the way. They're playing, uh, who are they playing? They're playing something. Wow. Wyoming. Wyoming. And they, um, they beat Purdue, which was huge for them. They beat Michigan, right? Mm-hmm. That was huge for them. Mm-hmm. They knock out uh, Illinois, yep. and then yep. they lose to Iowa on right. Bo Hannon's last one. Mm-hmm. And these are all games they had to win late, which is good news, right? If you're a fan of the Hoosiers, like, that's good. They're winning when they have to. Yeah, and they, they haven't been in the tournament for a while. And, and the hard part, so here's the deal with last year, UCLA going from first four to final four. They never had to get in a plane because the entire tournament was in Indy. So that's a little bit – that was a little bit of an advantage for UCLA last year. Now all these teams that win in the first four, they got to shoot out and play a couple days later. Now there's a benefit to it also. You get rid of the nerves, right? You're playing a team that's been waiting all week. If you're Indiana, you win that first game. You come in with some swagger. Mm-hmm. You're not nervous. You've already played in Dayton in front of a, a capacity crowd. So I don't listen, the Hoosiers – They've got talent. It's all up to, again, I hate to harp on it, but it's true. Their point guard, Xavier Johnson, has been great the last month or so. The first two months of the season, he was he was completely erratic up and down. So whenever you think about that Dayton arena, do you wonder why they don't have an air conditioner in there? Because they fucking have those games in there every Wednesday <laughs> before the tournament. It's it's going to be 7,000 degrees. Oh, yeah. That is going to be something. Whoever can get through the safari-like heat <laughs> will be able to move on over there in Dayton. It's a beautiful scene. Beautiful scene, but also oh, let's, update, let's update that place a little bit. Yeah, they, they fill it up. They do a really good job with it. And, uh, yeah, I mean, ultimately – Again, I, I personally, I would get rid of the first four. I don't love it. Whoa, really, whoa, whoa. You don't think it's a good way to kick the whole thing off? You don't think it's, like, exciting, electrifying? Here we go. We can add some more. We don't have to make a hard decision. We can add four four games, eight different teams to maybe get in? If you do it, I would pit mid-majors against high-majors in all four games. That that would be my way of doing it. I just don't think there's enough intrigue in these matchups. And, and I would go back to 64. The bubble – there's a lot of teams that get in here that probably don't deserve it. I would make it a little bit more exclusive. I liked it when it was 64. But if you're going to add it, make all four compelling matchups between, again, mids and highs because that's always the topic of conversation, right? Should we have had more mids in than than, than we took this year, every year? So I, I would do that. I was trying to explain to my wife why who ends up in the north, the east, the west, and the south. Is there any rhyme or reason to that? Because I, as I was trying to talk to her, I was like, actually, I don't fucking have a clue. Like, Gonzaga <laughs> gets a benefit? Is that, like, the ones get a benefit for the area, and then everybody else is just kind of slotted in there? How is it decided who goes where, Jeff? So the, the one gets to pick where they go. So obviously Gonzaga is going to stay in the west. And then the other ones, they try to keep the top four seeds – they try to keep close to home if they can. Here's my idea, and I think it would be great made for TV. Why not have each team be on the clock to pick where you want to go? So, like, all right, Gonzaga, you're the number one overall seed. You pick, and then you get down to, like, the three of the four seeds, and you've got, like, two minutes to figure it out. Well, you've got to look at that bracket. 
who else is in your bracket, where do you go? Like, how great would that be in terms of, like, TV ratings to do that? So you think, like, have the rest of the brackets filled out and then the ones get to pick which one? Where they I'd go all go. the way. I'd go one through four. I mean, shit, you can do the whole show that way, Pat. How about the whole show? Of, but they have certain, like, criteria. You can't have too many, like, Big Ten teams in a certain region, things like that. I say drop all of that. Drop all that and literally go in order. And, like, you've got two minutes on the clock or 30 seconds on the clock. Where do you want to go? Your coach and your staff huddle up, and, and you see you're looking at the bracket. Like, how great would that be? Travel's a nightmare, huh? That's you, you talked about how the bubble was such an advantage for UCLA for first four to final four because they didn't have to fly. Some of these teams are going to have to hop on a plane immediately after each game, huh? Yeah. Yeah, well, after each set of games, each each two. So you're going to play two in one spot if you win two. Yeah, but first four goes from Dayton to wherever. Yeah. Then if they win there, they got then they got to hop on a plane again. It's madness. And then you Orleans, and then you go to New Orleans, which is the best place to have the Final Four, obviously. Well, Indianapolis probably number one. Yeah. And then New Orleans probably number two. Yeah, yeah. Indy? It's warm. No. Jeff, Jeff, it's fucking 70 degrees. Yeah, this yeah it's uh, It'll be perfect this week. It but what be- is it in New Orleans? It's got to be up. 120. So humid. Oh, my God. It's so humid. 120. The, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The bars don't close in New Orleans. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot your dirt bags. For <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. You're right. We can keep a couple places open for fucking Jeff Goodman. Yeah, uh, yeah. Here. I guess the high is 70 in New Orleans, right? Yeah, it's, it's actually it's perfect down there in New Orleans. <laughs> uh, go ahead, Tony. Jeff, you were talking about uh, mid-majors versus high-majors, uh, and you were talking about Arkansas, too. They go, I think they go against Vermont in the first round, which I know is going to be a tough out. Like, is there any mid-majors that you can see making a, a run into the Sweet 16, maybe Elite 8, Final Four? Yeah, I mean, again, I don't see Vermont doing it at this point. I mean, they're going to be overmatched by Arkansas. You know, I I think, again, you look at teams like Loyola Chicago, certainly they've got the experience. Lucas Williamson's played uh, in a Final Four before. Um, You're looking at, at like, a San Francisco uh, has done a great job. You know, and and obviously everybody's got a different uh, version of what a mid-major is, right? The Mountain West, they don't really consider themselves mid-major, but, like, Colorado State guys – they got two dudes on that team. They got a kid named David Roddy, who I'm telling you could end up in the NFL as a tight end. He's like six five and a half, two fifty. His footwork, you got to watch this kid. Um, so I really do think, and I asked them this earlier this year. I said, if it doesn't work out for you in, in the NBA, do you go NFL? And he was like, I would absolutely think about it. I obviously, you know, like the kid Mark Vital last year for Baylor. He's on the practice squad this year for shit. <laughs> can't remember the team, but I just saw him. And, and he's, again, he's a monster. You see all these guys, Antonio Gates, Tony Gonzalez. There have been so many who have come through that now I think this is the next guy. My only completion in the NFL is to Eric Swope, Miami basketball player, actually. Yeah. He right. His first year, watching him grow, like he was his third year, I think, whenever he finally got into it, learning the sport, learning leverage with how athletic they are, how big they are and how the game has changed. It's almost like a very smooth transition into that tight end role. If they can take hits, that's like the big thing. Can you get physical or not? We got a spot for you. Last question here, Jeff. We can't thank you enough for joining us. I understand the booze and the blackjack had to be put on hold. <laughs> Go ahead, Gumpy. Oh, uh, no, no. no. Uh-oh. Yeah, Jeff, I know you agreed with a lot of the committee on the bracket. How did Michigan end up being on the bubble to a number 11? Well, you know why? Because they need these brands. Okay, so it's bullshit, you're saying, Jeff. And how are they favored? 
They need ratings. They got to have Indiana. They weren't going to put Indiana and Michigan in, uh, in both in the first four. So you had to have one of those guys in the field. But to me, come on. Let, do we really believe that, that ratings and money aren't important here when it comes down to the final teams and the bubble? You need brands. Michigan is a brand. I thought NCAA was about the kids. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was about the kids. What are you talking about, Jeff? Little, little bit of this. Little bit of this, right? Little bit of money. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope you go win a lot of bit of this back on the blackjack table. We can't thank you enough for joining us. Through March Madness, we hope you'll continue to chat with us because we don't know shit about fuck in this world. Well, I'll, I'll try to educate you the best I can as long as you come down to New Orleans and and uh, and, and we can buy uh, – we can, we can have a few drinks together. No Indy, New Orleans. We'll be too hot down there. You see my particular brand of white down there. I turn red. Get some color. You need to get a little color. Oh, Jeff. Yeah. Get out. Ladies and gentlemen, from the stadium, insider for college basketball for the last 20 years, ladies and gentlemen, Jeff Goodman. Thank yeah. you. There's reports coming out uh, of what all these deals are potentially going to be worth and not worth. Christian Kirk, I guess, like 17 M's potentially. Kyle Odegaard. Christian Kirk is definitely getting paid by the Jags. I've heard it could be as much as $17 million per year. This is as Doug Peterson tries to build his culture in Jacksonville. They probably have to pay for him to come to Jacksonville, by the way. Mm -hmm. There's probably other teams that are much better off, ready to go on a run, who wanted Christian Kirk. Now he's getting $17 million per year, Allegedly, per Kyle Odegaard, this sets the mark now for Allen Robinson, Odell Beckham Jr., and the many other weapons that are still out there. Congrats to Christian, yeah. no matter what it is. Congrats to Jacksonville getting a weapon, and congrats to all the wide receivers that are still free agents that now have a table to be set and to eat at for everybody else to chase and catch up to. Is there any thought from teams like, will Christian Kirk play with DeAndre Hopkins and A.J. Green and Zach Ertz? Like seventeen million for him, and he wasn't even a one or two option. This is Peterson having to pay. Like you're going to have to overpay to get people to Jacksonville. Okay. Mm -hmm. At this point, you know situations are situational yeah. in Jacksonville. It is a rebuild after another rebuild. So there is a little bit more you have to potentially tax to go there and take a shot. Christian Kirk is just one of them. I'd assume that's good business. Will that mean that Odell and Allen Robinson and everybody else that's still available is going to look at that and say, hey, now this is the benchmark. This dude was not Nuke. He was not A.J. Green. He was not that. This, this is what this person's making. I deserve it. Probably, mm -hmm. but I would assume other GMs are going to say also, we ain't fucking Jacksonville, though. True. I was going to say bad news for the Packers because if he's getting 17, Devontae's going to have to get 54 or something yeah, like Jesus. that. Yeah, so. just Jesus. quit the math. 2, 3x, 4x, 5x, yeah. yeah, 17, 34, 78, yeah. Jesus. 68. Yeah, you guys know. Two years, 250 million. Yeah, just push it all down the road. We just did some math. Yeah. Ten voidable years. Yeah, that's right. Put it all in there. Huh. It worked. It, doesn't it make more sense for guys like this too? Like, if that's your first bite at the apple with free agency, like he's yeah. not, he's not thinking. Yeah, exactly. He's not thinking like, oh, well, I'll go play with like a, you know, I'll go ring chase and play with a great quarterback. It's like, well, fuck it. I'm Trevor Lawrence. Here. We don't know if he's yeah, a good quarterback. No, yeah, or not. exactly. But also, I mean is how desirable is it to go to Jacksonville unless you're making $17 million a year? Well, that's the that's why they got to pay him more. Right. And I assume that's what every GM is now explaining to every wide receiver <laughs> after seeing that is potentially that deal. Ah, wah, 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 wah. He's, he's They're paying him an extra $3, 4000000 million a year because he's got to go to fucking Jacksonville. they got pools in the stands. I get it. That's a good time. But they also stink. We don't stink. We're going to pay you and also got a chance to go on a run here. Although Doug Peterson is selling that to everybody that signs up. The Bengals won four games last year. Yeah. Uh -huh. We've been, I've been able to win a Super 
Bowl, we can kind of go on a run, but they're obviously paying that tax. He did have that. 77 for 982 last year. So Hell, a bad of a season. Yeah. Hell of a player. And that's whenever you're not even getting looked at, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. Nuke is getting the ball most of the yeah. time, even mm-hmm. though he gets hurt. A.J. Green kind of bounces around there. Kyler Murray was in some games, was out some games. It's a wild scene, dude. Yeah. It is a wild scene. Kyler Murray's got his entire social media back up. That's good. He's going yeah. back mm-hmm. to Arizona. Just saw James Conner make $7 mil a yeah. year for 21 mil. Seems like everybody's getting paid. Buck Kyler is what his agent said two weeks ago. <laughs> Zach Ertz just got extended the other day. Yeah, yep. Congrats, Ertz, by the way. Yeah. Ertz. Thought he might go, didn't he? Yeah, everybody was linking him here because it would be a good fit. Perfect fit. He doesn't want to catch passes from Sam Ellinger. No, unfortunately. It's going to be tough to get some free agents, I think. Like, we're going to have to pay a tax on a wide receiver because we don't have a quarterback. Yeah. That's like the uh, Jacksonville is paying a tax because it's Jacksonville. We're going to have to pay a tax until we get a quarterback. Unless it's Jimmy G. Hey, Jimmy G is super accurate. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Very Super good. duper accurate. Winner. Maybe. He's a winner. Yeah, he's- everybody loves it. He connects. He connects with his teammates. Right. Mm-hmm. Sherm came out and said, why do you think everybody's so hard uh, rooting for uh, Jimmy G? Because how much his teammates love him, how much everybody loves him. It's like, we need that in building. Yeah. yeah. Big time. Been to a Super Bowl. Pay him 20 mil. Who gives a fuck? Yeah. Doesn't matter. That's 70 available. Exactly. Yeah. That's before salary cap gymnastics sure. and everything. Yeah, you don't have to worry about him getting hurt. You guys got the best O-line in the game. Sure. Yeah, he's already hurt. You don't even have to worry. Yeah, he can't throw football no, right now, fine. but. Surgery. For a while, he's got yeah, that shoulder surgery. Yeah, successful. The guy's played before. Yeah. He knows how to play the game. Yeah. yeah. He's been through New England. Wait until Jimmy G signs with Carolina or something. And then, you know, like Deshaun goes to New Orleans. Uh huh. And Marcus Mariota goes somewhere else. And then it's like the Colts legitimately have Gardner Minshew and uh, Sam Ellinger battling it out. It's going to yeah. be like, all right. The tall quarterback room. Jameis. What's going on? We better be chopping everybody. Sick up. Everybody just chop. <laughs> everybody get those balls out. Gardner Minshew's a winner. Don't ever fucking get it twisted. He didn't win in Jacksonville. Well. Actually, he beat the Colts uh, in Philip Rivers' first game, you remember? Yeah, then they literally lose every other they game. They lost yeah. 15 in a row after, after that. What's going on? He's going to be a hell of a Colt. I can't think anymore. doesn't make any sense. I'm going to take all my aggressions out on what's going on in the NFL free agency world. Mm-hmm. Out on Austin Theory's face. Hell yeah. Bingo. That's a good idea. Kick his ass. Hell yeah. What? Does have a punchable face? Oh my god! Filter face ass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, by the way, he just came out here and smacked me in the face. Like I, don't, I didn't even know. Excuse me. Yeah. The adults are talking, and then this dude just comes in. Yeah, absolutely no decorum whatsoever. Trying no. to do your job. No cooth. Yeah. He's a scumbag filter face. Right. Uh-huh. And he got what was coming on Friday. That's right. right. That was a preview of what's going to happen at the most stupendous WrestleMania of all time. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, Hammer Downs in 15 minutes. Big thanks to Dan Orlovsky and Jeff Goodman stopping by. All the callers, you guys are great today. Yeah, yeah. Carter. Even a 10-year-old, yeah. <laughs> 10-year-old should not be listening to this show. Hopefully spring break ends soon so all these youngs stop fucking listening. Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> they ruin right. everything. Huh? What? The youngs ruin Spring everything? break ruins everything. Does a lot of traffic. Uh-huh. Traffic. I can't take my dogs to daycare because all the daycare spots are filled up because everyone's on di- spring break. Let alone gas prices. Oh, gas my prices. God. <sighs> Crazy. Through See, the people roof. People putting ring cameras above their, their gas cans now because people are going in there puncturing holes and siphoning gas out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Seriously, people are in there oh, yeah. stealing yep. fucking gas? Oh, yeah. That's hilarious. So, like, the black market gas right now is oh, hotter than it's ever been. Next level. 
go on like Amazon or Etsy or something and get an entire gallon thing like full with gas. Yep. Bingo. Wow. 200 bucks. Wow. Hey, there's some people that are really good at siphoning gas. Yeah. Tim McAfee's super solid. I mean, he, really? he'll suck until that gas is down his throat. Wow. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> and then he just keeps it going. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Talent. That's, hey, that's old school, by the yeah. way. Oh, yeah. People haven't done that in so long, I bet. What's the new hustle? Uh, it's what we were doing 30 years ago. Remember? <laughs> we'll say, yeah, we're huffing gas. Are you serious? Yeah, it's like seven bucks a gallon. Well, give me that fucking. Yeah. Give, yeah. give me the hose. Yeah, throw. Give try. me my old hose. Yeah. Let me get this thing going. All right, we're back tomorrow. Hopefully there'll be more stuff happening. We assume there will be. Hammer, Dad will be in 15 minutes. I can't wait to watch that. You guys have just been handing out winners. Jeff Goodman, help you guys out or hurt you guys a little bit? I like that he likes Illinois. I love Illinois. Yeah? Although... They are playing my faithful Chattanooga squad in the first round. Oh, the mocks. Yeah. Hey, they had a good celebration. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I forget which team it was. I think it was Villanova. Uh, one of them. Whenever it was announced they were in, they all just stood up and clapped. None of them had cameras out. I was like, I'm betting on that team. Do we still have Sirius playing in my right ear yeah. right now, I think? I yeah. yeah I, think, I think there's a little bit in there. I think it's Chris Mad Dog yelling. Yeah. Almost. Yeah. Was it not? I think... Maybe a little bit. I don't know. Oh, it might have yeah. been mad. Though. I never put he, it up. He might have been hitting his crescendo at oh. the exact time. By the way, it was a welcomed. There it is. Yeah, it was. Yeah, a wel- it, yeah it was. It was oh, a welcomed. Yeah. It was a welcomed addition. But you know, I I think I forget where I was headed. Villanova. They weren't celebrating Clapping. when the the cameras went on them. Yeah, I'm okay with them celebrating and everything. Mm-hmm. But everybody had their cameras out and uh, cell phones, That's and we're in a content game, 100. percent But also like. I couldn't see a lot of people's faces because cell phones are in front of them. It's like the content is actually, they're shooting the content right now. Just rip that thing, do your thing. I enjoyed, you know, seeing a couple of the teams that were just like enjoying the moment. Mm -hmm. It was like, yeah, this is really cool. And it made it much better. But who am I to tell these kids it made a tournament not to lose their fucking mind? Mm -hmm. Do what you got to do. It's college basketball. I think that's a good point, though. You, know, you look at a team like Villanova, it's like, oh, okay, they expected to be in here. They knew, like, they don't care. See some of these other guys going ape shit. It's like, oh, okay, well, they're just going to be happy with getting beat by 20 in the first round because they made it. Hey, the Big East turning in Madison Square Garden was electrified. Yeah. Awesome. It was loud. It's it's oh, yeah. It's a shame it's not the real Big East. Yeah, what I mean, as a alum, all, former all-Big East exactly. competitor, mm-hmm. okay, multiple time. All academic Big East as well. Oh, yeah. People don't talk about that. Just one time. That was my freshman year. Still (laughs) still happened. Still happened. I was on the all academic team. No big deal. Went in there fucking trying hard. Well, the first batch of classes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, was like eighth grade classes. (laughs) Give it a run. Good scheduling. Yeah, great scheduling. Yeah. The summer before it all started, I took a very easy class too, so that gave me an A, so I went into the semester. Oh, 4.0. Yeah, going in. It was good. It was good gamesmanship. I never saw that team again, but anyways, as a former Big East you know, stalwart. It was great to see that tournament still got it over there. Oh, yeah. Great to see that. Need to bring it back. Football mm-hmm. and everything. Big 12, who cares? I know. They're dead. Wow. West Virginia's going to play in the uh, the one below the NIT, I guess. Oh, Is that right? The CBI. The CBI, yeah. I can't believe That's it. That's awesome. Yeah. You might want to just say no thanks to that bit. If you're fucking going to play in the CBI and you're West Virginia, eee, dark days. That's not good. Yeah. Huggins said the boys want to play more basketball. Well, I'm sure oh. they do. Do they deserve to? Team stinks. Well, what's the CBI? Who am I playing against? Like, uh, like University of Pitt, Johnstown? Probably. Probably. Um, D3 yeah. schools. UPJ is number one seed. I got a good gym. I went to a basketball game at UPJ one time. <laughs> Literally just roaming around that. 
I think they have a basketball team, right? Or is that Altoona? It was I, either UPJ I, or the other I, one. I'm sure they both do. I think it was UPJ. Just wandering around the campus, hammered drunk. Nice. Accidentally opening the door to the gymnasium. Full games happening. <laughs> oh, we might as well sit down and watch. <laughs> it was a, We watched four quarters. We were losing our mind. Pretty good ball players. Ball team. Hey, they smacked the floor. I mean, it was well, then, you know, old high school. effort. Mm -hmm. What if West Virginia loses the UPJ in the CBI first round? It's possible. Could what see if, it happen. What if we don't win that thing? That's tough going into next year forever. Oh, yeah. That's why you don't go. Recruits will decommit. We got to go. A.J. Hawk will be back tomorrow. I don't know, actually. Yeah, allegedly. We shall see. We shall see. All right, I think we hit everything. Thanks, everybody. More news will happen. Stay up to date online at Pat McAfee Show. Join our bracket bonanza. We appreciate you all so much. Cheers.